Hello everyone, welcome to the sixth episode of the podcast, recorded on August 20th, 2022. I'm your host, Ventor, a small-time streamer with big-time dreams. You can follow me on most platforms under Ventornado, including Mindsgab, YouTube, and Rumble. Hey everyone, I am Sophomore John, uh, co-host of the podcast and also a streamer and content creator you can follow me at twitch uh youtube and rumble under sophomore john and with that being said let's uh, get uh, off let's start off by introducing our guests uh and first up we have uh, a returning guest and good friend of ours as well uh reaper i prefer shen okay so uh I'm Shinto Reaper. I do a few things. I'm a gamer, a paraplegic, and a very aggressive person. Uh, and I have a very strong ability of creating scenarios. Uh, next. Uh, hey, I'm a Webbit guy. I am a fairly new streamer. I've only been streaming on Twitch for a year. Uh, but I do enjoy playing video games. But as well, I also really enjoy drawing and art, which I've also been able to uh, do streams of, uh, just like do anything that I really enjoy on the stream and share it with people. Um, and, uh, yeah, I also do have YouTube, uh, post a few videos that I make there, but otherwise I'm, I don't have too much activity yet on social media. That's to talk about. Next. All right. My name is Moose. I am a part-time streamer, full-time dad and a full-time worker currently. I am shooting to try to get to that higher note where I don't have to do the full-time work no more. Uh, You can check out anything that you guys want to see about me on the link tree of unholy underscore moose. It'll take you to any of my socials, including my Twitch account, if you guys want to check that out. All righty. Thank you, guests. Now, let's get on to the topic for this episode being schools, including all of the above, public schools, colleges, and universities. But before we get into it, I would like to remind everybody the opinions stated by the hosts and guests should not be considered as fact, and we encourage everyone to do your own research on all topics discussed. Before we get started on the freeform discussion, I think it would be best if all of us stated their general stance on the topic so we have a general idea where everyone is. Uh, My personal viewpoint on uh, the subject of schools is that I think the American public school system needs an overhaul. I do not feel as though our current school system prepares students for the real world. They do not put enough emphasis on real world skills, leaving their students unprepared when it actually is time for them to enter the real world. When it comes to colleges and universities, I've been to both a community college and a private university, and I still feel unprepared for the real world. Not to mention the whole debt and all that's involved there. Uh, With that being said, there are also issues with free speech in schools, which I'm sure we'll get into later in the discussion. Let's move on to my co-host and his opinions on the subject at hand. Uh, Sophomore John, take it away. So I have a ton to say, but I'm going to try and keep this as uh, nice and concise as possible. I think the public education system sucks. It's terrible. Um, I also don't like the the federal uh, education. apparatus of the federal government. Uh, I think colleges and universities are also crap. They're essentially indoctrination centers at this point 
like Vin said, they don't teach you any real world skills, but they also don't teach you any actual um, schooling subjects. And at this point in the last couple of years, we have seen a incredibly giant decline in the quality of the schooling system, whether it's uh, public or even private, uh, both in K through 12 and in universities and the only one that hasn't seemed to have touched really is probably trade schools which uh, still seem to be uh, actually a very good place to go so hopefully we'll get into that and a bunch of other topics as well thank you john uh next up is shen Okay, so my general opinion on schooling, uh, especially United States, is a lack of, as Ventonado and Samo has put, a lack of real-world uh, skill building, except for social interaction between uh, different sects you might find in the, in the workplace. But that's my general thought process. There's an overhaul required, but I'll go into that later. Thank you. And Wibbit. So my my general opinion about um, schools, at least with um, public and private education systems, and I speak as someone who has worked in the uh, field for both private and public education. Uh, public education system in the United States, it it is it is lacking, and I feel like there's there is definitely something wrong. I I've since left that career path, but at the time I definitely felt something was off and I couldn't quite describe it. I'm hoping to be able to find better, find a better uh, ways to describe that feeling that I have with this conversation because uh, I did, I could feel it in my gut, but I can't quite bring out the words. Uh, private school experience, I think might be a little bit better, uh, but I haven't had too much time in it. And, and my experience with the universities um, uh, and college and universities, um, I think uh, I do hear a bit about the lack of uh, or suppression of certain ideas. Uh, I did feel that as well, but um, uh, I, I'll, I guess hoping to get more in depth with that as we continue with this podcast. Of course, we'll definitely go into depth with that. I definitely think that's on our uh, agenda for today. All right. Now, uh, Moose, your general thoughts on the subject. All right. Well, mine's a little touchy because I actually do have a, a seven-year-old daughter in school right now. Um, and the last year or two, I've actually seen some major changes happen in the schools alone that I don't enjoy, along with education being lackluster, like everybody else has also said. Now, I believe that it's one is structure, two is knowledge, and three is... Uh, saturation but i'll cover that a little bit farther when we get up ahead all right sounds good uh real quick though you said structure knowledge and what was the last one saturation yes saturation and okay. i'll explain that one in more detail when we get to it so that way it's a little more understanding definitely hmm. i want to make sure i have that written down because that sounds really interesting uh, coming from a parent who has children currently in school all right uh, with that being said, though, we're going to move on to the open discussion uh, portion of the podcast. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, this following question. What are your thoughts on the current school system? Public school, private school, colleges, universities, trade schools. We touched on it a little bit in our brief intros on the ideas. 
this feel free to go in depth if you have any stories that you want to share go for it uh, as for me i was lucky enough uh, for those who know me well enough i live in missouri uh, our school system while definitely like i said i had a lot of gripes to it i do not think it prepared me very well for the real world I definitely think I was lucky enough where my school district was one of the better ones in the area. Um, it, it definitely seemed like, especially compared to nowadays where I keep hearing a lot of stories from other school districts and other areas where you have, I don't remember what state it was in and I know John is gonna <laughs> correct me on it. <laughs> But it was like in Maryland or somewhere where there was a transgender individual that was harassing and insulting female students, not trying to diss the trans community, but the school was covering uh, it up to protect the individual. It was in Virginia. Thank you, Virginia. See, I know John covers me on this stuff. <laughs> hey, close enough, bye. <laughs> But yeah, um, and then I have also heard a lot of interesting stories where politics and a whole, <sighs> trying to pick my words carefully here, um, culture war, if you're familiar with that term, with like same-sex marriages and trans and all that has been plaguing even the elementary school levels and definitely I've heard in California. Mm. And uh, I have a feeling that a lot of the mm. guests mm. here have things to mm. say with that. I'm oh, actually, I definitely do. I'm going to let it. And, and then just so you know, you, you specifically you were focused on Fulton County. Okay. In Thank West you. in West Virginia. Thank you. And that's, that's still that's still an ongoing issue in that area, too. Yeah, I know uh, there's definitely uh, investigations and lawsuits possibly still going on. It's been a while since I've checked up on that story. I paid attention to it when it first came out, but with everything else going on, I've it's sort of fallen to the side. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to pass it on to Moose because he seemed very mm. interested in some of the points that I brought up. So, mm. Okay. Well, you, you brought up you brought up the points on the whole uh, multi-gender roles now that we all have to deal with. I'm saying deal with because I'm old generation. I'm still, you know, the binary male, female, then same that kind of stuff. The, the so, gender spectrum. Yes. Or whatever it's called now. I do believe that, you know, if they want to choose that at a later age, that's perfectly fine. That's their choice when they get to that point of intelligence to where they can register something like that. But this year, most of the school districts where I live have a form on the back of the final paperwork to signify what role and what gender and what terms and what all those words that they have now are being used, what they identify as, what they identify as. Like that, that's the literal part of the form now. My daughter is seven years old. She is way too young to even completely understand that stuff, let alone have a choice in that stuff. And I've been hearing stories of parents choosing the roles for their kids. And I'm just like, this is, it's getting out of hand. It, it's, it's at a point where it's getting out of hand. So what problem you seem to have uh, in particular is uh, the enforcement of uh, these gender politics that make a broad statement of it. I wouldn't call Wait. it enforcement. 
I would probably well, say more indoctrination. Indoctrination, How enforcement, uh, the, uh, the, the, the blending of culture, or not culture, but the blending of facilities at that point, I guess you'd be more termed all to it. But like the just the general forcing of it, like you know, they they shouldn't include that stuff in elementary school. I mean, half the kids can't even pass math class, let alone pick their gender. And that's another thing I got to talk about is the math nowadays. But that's that's for later. That's that's a different subject. <clears throat> uh, legally, you should not be forcing people to make answer questions when they do not have the mental capacity uh, of consent. Yes, and that's no, why the that. parent or guardian is required to do it. But here's the thing. The parent or guardian cannot make a decision on a gender based off of what they feel is right for their kid. The kid needs to make that decision, but at the same time, at seven years of age or younger or a little older, they're still not at the mental capacity to make that decision themselves. And that's what I mean, is they should not be putting that in schools at all. And here's, uh, the, wanna... other, here's the other thing, too, real quick, is that in this case, Moose, for you, in, in some school counties, they're putting these things on the forms. So that way, when the teachers contact the parents, they know how the parents want the children to be addressed as. But inside the classroom, they have... Your 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 daughter could could be a, a a panda bear that goes by me my mo, and you wouldn't know because they're not going to tell you. So this is actually a backdoor channel, and not 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 in every school, but a lot of them that they have these sideways of trying to get away from it to give these kids a quote unquote safe space. So when a parent calls you, or when you have a parent teacher conference. The teacher knows how the parent wants the pronouns to be. Yeah, and sorry, I, 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 I didn't that. mean to jump in there. No, no, it, no, you're fine. You're bringing a valid point. It is a way to dodge around the bullet and all that stuff. But the problem is, it's a subject that shouldn't even need to be dodged around at this age. Like, like it maybe middle or high school, yeah, but don't put it on a freaking elementary school form. I mean, it's that simple. That's a huge uh, thing that we actually covered in uh, one of the past episodes. Um, oh. Talking about sexual education, there's school districts that are teaching sexual education and whatnot in elementary schools, second, third, fourth, fifth. And I think the guests and panel on that one was all pretty much consensus that that was way too young. So it sounds I like remember... you're pretty much saying there that you think this whole topic of sexual orientation it should be ed. addressed with the same finesse as sexual education okay okay because like yeah it is something that can be addressed but when their kids are barely mature enough to understand that situation it's not something that you want to play it off of at that point and like, I mean, I, I went to sexual education when I was 12 years old. That was the school curriculum back then, and I don't think it was the greatest idea because, you know, I'm 12 years old and things escalate from there on forward because, you know, I heard just we're kids. We've learned things, and then it's just escalation. Okay. A little off topic, sorry. No, no problem. I, I was also I, bringing it. 
But I'm going to go ahead and pass it to Shinto because I know he has some strong opinions on this subject as well. Uh, to continue on with the point that Moosby was stating, uh, you're saying that there's a, uh, a margin of cognitive dis uh, dissonance between uh, the, at the younger ages, especially like uh, before puberty and especially during puberty. Would that be correct? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, see, the thing is, like, okay, so how I'm, I'm basing it off of, like, you know how people think, oh, you know, they don't, they don't know if they're, for lack of a better word, bisexual or gay um before their hormones hit usually i mean a lot of people find that out when hormones hit and they realize that they're looking at women when they are women versus when they are designated by their gender to look at men so now they're classified as gay i mean i got no room to talk i've been that road too but the the point being on this is a uh, one second here Sorry, I had to clear my throat off the mic here. Um, the point I'm trying to go for is that the the, the designation and the, the knowledge isn't there until they start understanding better what they can understand. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, go ahead then. I just want to know your opinion on that. Um... So in general, uh, I've always stated I'm a stabilist in the previous podcast, but I'm a big fan. Just in general, this is a completely nowhere near what Moose was talking about, just to clarify. Uh, a more strict protocol of teaching non-political uh, ideology. Uh, like, for example, like maybe philosophy or only following the points that matter for life. Uh, Life philosophy, economics, and structuring the school system in overhaul, if you say, where you only learn uh, subject matter that coincides with what a normal work life would be. Even to the extent of uh, public speaking classes, or uh, what's it called? Grammatical speaking classes, where you learn the proper way of speaking in accordance with modern society. You're almost Instead reaching of... into classical education, essentially. Oh, yes. Can I have a, can I'm I lean a on that? Fan. Yep. Mention, uh, you were mentioning um, things like public speaking classes and even economics, or maybe even a, a certain course dedicated to um, maybe learning computer electronics. Those are actually some things I got to do working at summer camps, not in the public education, but separate summer camps, I, I did notice that. And something tells me that there's a reason why they exist there. And I didn't quite see those kinds of classes, those kinds of programs in the main uh, education system. Now I've had, I've also, I didn't mention, I was, I was lucky to, to work with uh, extracurricular outside of the education system camps that uh, people set up, uh, you know, uh, private, um, private businesses that, that set up. So I also got to experience education from there. And I do notice that. So I feel like that if that is truly lacking in the main education system, and I'm, I'm, I will say I'm out of the loop because it's been about four years since I was last working in the education system. Some things may have changed. But uh, if those are missing from the education system and now they exist on the outside uh, sources like summer camps or 
after school programs then uh yeah that 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 is uh that may be related to the issues we're we've been talking about or, or are about to be discussing uh just to clarify uh you say you're an immigrant i don't know when you were an immigrant was your time in education in the united states or was it someplace else Oh, uh, well, I worked in the education field. I was, I was already here in the United States. I went, I went to school up until like end of elementary in the Philippines. And I came to the U.S. when I, I started like middle school already. So uh, me working in the education system was definitely all, all over here already. That's your question? Yes. Okay. I, I just want more context for your uh, basic level of understanding. Thank you. Okay. Do you remember sure. uh, any of your schooling before entering the United States school system a bit, or do you only remember oh. like here in the United States? Oh, I do remember uh, the big difference uh, because I I did enter public education system when I came to the U.S. In the Philippines, I'm not sure how many of you are aware. Uh, there, that's uh, I went to a I went to a Catholic boys' school. And the Catholic uh, religion is very strong in the Philippines, and the schools are set. Uh, the school is set up uh, very, uh, like, how do you say? It? Runs like a traditional, almost. I think we're talking about like classical education of of uh, actual uh, subject matter in language, reading, writing, math, even arts and music. Uh, very, there is a lot of stuff. Very in depth. Of stuff to go in each of the subjects there and uh however it was it was catholic all boys school and when i came to the u.s just for context i went to, came to a public school that was also co-ed so that was very different it was the opposite uh effect when i came to the u.s and it was it was definitely i will say an interesting experience but i do remember quite a lot okay would you say that this might seem a little of an unfair question but would you prefer the school your private boys catholic school over public or did you prefer the public school over the catholic school there's honestly there's a little bit of both sides that i would like to take to make the ideal experience for one um the the catholic boys school that i had definitely had a much they had a much stronger sense of discipline the the instructors there Oh, if you mess, if you were messing around, you know they they would they would crack down pretty hard. Make sure that you're not that you're not uh, causing some kind of trouble. Like like uh, one time, a kid slapped me, and this was in the Catholic school in the Philippines. A kid slapped me before class. I told the teacher, and she told me to slap him back because she she wanted to make sure I uh, did not take that kind of. Uh, that kind of behavior from someone else and just take it sitting down. She actually had me uh, slap the kid back and I ended up doing it. In fact, I tried to slap him. I was, I was shocked when she made me do that. I didn't slap him too hard. And she said, was that as hard as he slapped you? I said, no, she made me slap him harder to make that to, to truly make equal the treatment that was being done. So that was in the Catholic private boys school in the Philippines In the public school, um, didn't quite have anything near that that kind of level of discipline. Uh, just have maybe a bit of uh, the teacher telling, yeah, don't talk back to me like that, like stuff like that. But what I did enjoy about the 
public school setting in in the coming to the U.S. was that it was just honestly, obviously, a lot more diverse. For one, it was co-ed. There were boys and girls. It was not strict restricted to one religion. I got to hang out with kids who were non-Catholics, who were Muslim, who were who were Hindu. So um, that that's the thing. So honestly, there's something from each side that I that I would say was uh, was definitely worthwhile from those experiences in the in those schools. Not gonna lie, I'm actually a little. I don't know if shocked is the correct word, but surprised that the teacher in the Philippines had you slap the kid back. Because if that happened here in the U.S., the teacher would have been fired that day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember based. that very well. That's a and based. My, my yeah, parents I... had to be the one to tell me to do that. And no <laughs> instructors would. Yeah, oh, yeah. here in the U.S., but... most school systems, if you defend yourself, you get in just as much, if not more, trouble then you're an attacker, which is well, something well, for backwards. For context, the schooling system here in America used to have corporal punishment. And in, in fact, even in the Catholic schooling system here in America, it held on a lot longer than it did in the public school. So okay. it's, not, well, it's not uncommon. Okay. Well, for context, that was in the 90s. I, 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 went, I was still a kid in the 90s uh, when I went to the school in the Philippines. So I don't know how much may have changed. I don't, know, I don't even know if that Philippine school has changed as well because I have not really uh, set foot there in ever since leaving. Okay, that's so fair. I wouldn't know. Can't be sure. Did you have... But what uh, happened, happened. Yeah. yeah. Did you have anything yeah, no. else you'd like to uh, share about the public school system and your thoughts or before we pass it over to John? Oh... Oh, we kind of just moved on to to me now. <laughs> um, public public uh, school, in my opinion. Um, well, I, I I guess I can talk a little bit how I when I was working in the public school system. Um, I think, and again, it's been about four years since I was last working there. Things may have changed. Um, I and I mentioned I do live in California, so there's lots of things to probably be said or even inferred about the school system. Um, but to be honest, ironically, what you guys were talking about before me um, about the curriculum on gender ed education, I've actually not seen that ironically in my time working in the public schools. But again, that was about four or five years ago when I was still working in the in the system here. So it may have changed. Um, were, were you just out of curiosity? Sorry, were you were you working yeah. as a full time teacher or a substitute teacher? Uh, part of it was substitute. Uh, another time, I was also just an instructional assistant. In that case, it was actually for special ed, for special needs students, particularly autism. Uh, and which, for the which most would part, probably, of it, which, which would probably yeah. be why you you didn't see that that sort of stuff. If that because my around that same time you were teaching, my father was substitute teaching in Washington for some extra money. Mm -hmm. And if my dad would have saw that, he would have. He would have told me straight up, and he never experienced that too. So, I, I think a lot of the stuff that Moose was talking about definitely has to do with um, full-time teachers and their aides, not somebody who's okay. just coming coming in on a day that a teacher's sick. Or does that make sense? Well, my uh, my well, my instructional assistant job was full-time for a bit, but um, but again, that but, but was also special, for special, special ed. Needs. 
Yeah, it was special right. needs, so that might also be why. Um, right, and you can't really teach that. Mm-hmm. You can't really teach that kind of stuff to special ed. Yeah, it's I was gonna, kind it's of. It's not gonna work. Yeah, I kind of, I, I was kind of off. Uh, it was kind of off my radar. If anything else was going on, I would not have seen it. Um, real, real quick, what do you uh, want to say, Moose? And then, and we'll get back um, to a little bit. Oh, uh, Moose. Yeah, just real quick. Something? Yeah, real quick on the whole, uh, whole gender education thing. That's only popped up in the last year or two, in my opinion, because when my daughter started kindergarten, it wasn't there, and now it's second grade and it's on the Hello? paperwork. It has started becoming an issue about three or four years ago, but that has not really been put into stone in the educational system since maybe a year or two ago. I also I've been, think I, it's... I, I, I've been watching it happen since 2010. Yeah, I think it's, it's, just, uh, it's been a slow roll. Yeah, state by state, not necessarily all at once. Like it's it's been grossly underreported, is what it has been. Alrighty. Um... Sorry, Wibbit, go ahead and finish. <laughs> Again, this is a crazy conversation. It's a yeah. lot of fun. So there's a Actually, lot, to, lot to talk uh, about. Uh, when Shin was talking, it was cut off for a bit. So I don't know if I missed some of what he was saying. I don't know if you guys or if some of our audio is not working. But, um, uh, well, maybe one last thing, too. When I was actually in, in the public school system, I think I was in high school. This was around uh 2007 or 8 i was class of 2008 by the way it's when i graduated but um in the high school i went to there were and this again this is in california in northern california uh, at the time there were there were uh gatherings outside in the courtyard and that and sometimes they ended up turning into brawls the kids would 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 start brawling each other and there would there would be fights breaking out like almost every other day or something and that became a little bit of an, that became a bit normal uh, in that particular school I went to. And one time, even the police had to come in and they brought in drug sniffing dogs because apparently something was uh, something had alerted the their their to that alerted them to that. And the drug sniffing dogs actually a little story. Drug sniffing dogs snuffed out my backpack because I had sharpies. That's what they smelled, and they had to confiscate those. I don't know if the I don't remember if the dogs snuffed out any actual drugs, but uh, yeah, they they had they ended up sniffing my stuff out because I had I was trying to get creative and artsy with sharpies, which on in a normal way I just put them on paper, but they do have a scent and those dogs snuffed them out, so I lost my creative tools for that. Uh, time. To be fair, on that side, this is a uh, a side thing. I apologize. Uh, Sharpies are actually like those little tubes are used to hide drugs and also are tins to put drugs in or to use drugs. So it's understandable why they dogs might uh, try to sniff that stuff out in that context. Yeah, I know the I know the sharpies do have that chemicals as well. So I mean, I'm not I'm not really mad. But uh, what what is funny though, I had a bunch of sharpies that they took, but they didn't uh, take my liquid sharpie. I I still I that one was left behind. So that. <laughs> They weren't thorough enough, and they left that with me. <laughs> uh, liquid sharpies are actually dangerous if you use in the same tin uh, as drugs and other paraphernalia. So it's unlikely people would use that. It's understandable why they would not take that. Oh well. To give you context, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Central I thought the they'd still take info. it. I thought they'd still might take it anyways. But it was in a different compartment, and they probably missed it. That's why. Anyway. Oh. That's just a small. That's just a small anecdote from my time in public schools. 
Uh, we also had, in the school I went to, we also had like a cross-dressing day. And, well, being in California, this was definitely something that's, uh, that's com that was commonly done. There were, the yearbook had awards for the best, the best uh, cross-dress. And there's this one guy, he, he cross-dressed as a, as a lady with some nice diva shades and a little, and a little mini skirt and leggings, thankfully. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I also kind of enjoyed a little bit of that. Just, it was just so, it was open. But yeah, I can see why it might invite some of that kind of culture as well. Uh, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a culture that, that is probably not surprisingly present here in California. Uh clarification uh, on the cross dressing yeah wow words uh was that in elementary school middle school or high school oh that was high school okay okay so that bases the uh the age group to be a little more on the mature side to understand that kind of thing mm. yeah. were you mature in high school because i know i sure <laughs> as hell wasn't <laughs> i said I... on the more of a mature spectrum not like john turning <laughs> If, if you had to pick, there's no mature high schooler that I'm aware of. <laughs> no, I mean, we if were you... all stupid, but yeah, you know what I mean I... by maturity exactly. at that point. I'd say I was decently mature for a high schooler, knowing sure. just my life. So the I... hormones and the knowledge of, uh, I guess, better for lack of a better term, our identity was available at that point. Yeah, we had. There, there, more... there, are, def there are definitely more. There are definitely mature folks in high school at that age on that spectrum but yeah we were still not we an adult yeah yeah I definitely... even though we even though even though we knew everything oh yeah, that, yeah. that's high school <laughs> but yeah i definitely I mean, my seven year old knows everything what are you talking about although the way i see it uh since they had yeah. that cross-dressing uh thing wow. for the high school students it's like they, they they still recognize the the boundaries between male and female. The the, the some of the lady the girls were wearing baggy pants and punk t shirts and hats, and then the guys were wearing like mini skirts and leggings. So it it kind of did establish a type that they just crossed over. But so what happened to the kids that didn't participate? Well, you mean like me? <laughs> I should have participated in that then. Um. I don't know. And Shinto, you said something about tomboys too. Sorry, I wanted to make sure we we heard you. Yeah. So Tom, uh, so the girls dressed up as tomboys and the boys went all out. Is what you're saying? As far as I, I remember, as far as I remember, that's what I saw people dressing up as. Uh, Definitely. In Vegas, I remember dressing up, uh, wearing a thong, thigh highs, and I mean, just get myself. So, I fully understand what you're saying. Wait, what did you see in Vegas? Check the internet, everybody, quick. Oh. <laughs> oh, I, I'm saying I did the exact same thing. Uh, uh. I went all out for my, uh, okay. for my own. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Uh, wearing a thong, thigh highs, <laughs> and a miniskirt, as well as a full cool Yeah. No, this is, this, this is on topic. This is uh, information for, from perspective. <laughs> I mean, right. it um, is relevant to my experience, at least. Uh, that's about you. true. <laughs> that is true. All right, I think I've. I think that's about all I have for my experience. Quite a lot to take and give. All righty, uh, I'm gonna let John go ham then, because I know, just from personal experience with John, he has a lot to say about the topic. I mean, kind of, but you know, 
I'll hold back a little bit, I guess. Um, so <clears throat> my thoughts on the current school systems, as you guys know, they're ass. I, I think they're all terrible, yeah. uh, both the elementary and college. So I know a lot of the stuff that we've seen in the, the last few years, the gender identity, the uh, equity, the they call it uh, social emotional learning or SEI um, or the CRT critical race theory, a lot of that stuff, people tend to think that's happened in the last couple of years or even the last, like, let's say 10, 15 years. But it's actually been in our school since the Frankfurt School, which uh, started, I believe, in the late 50s, early 60s. I could be wrong. You'll have to double check me on that. But it did start in San Diego. And, um, and basically, it was a bunch of expelled uh, teachers from Germany and they got refuge here in America, and they've been teaching these communist and socialist principles and spreading it throughout the colleges since the 60s. And this has in turn turned the students, who then became teacher's assistants in the colleges, and then teachers themselves, to teach this. And it's been, it has been a slow burn, but critical race theory has been taught as a, it's a legal theme. Uh, conversation in law school since the 70s so it, 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 it at least at the highest institutions it moved very very quickly it only took a lot longer in the uh, public education because you have a lot of teacher butts to put in teacher seats and so it's going to take some time and so now when kids are going to school in college they're getting indoctrinated with a um with teachers who at most schools uh, i mean pretty much all schools is something like um 95% lean to the left or far left and less than 5% lean to the right so they're not getting a um they're not getting a middle ground education they're getting indoctrination on top of that most of these students aren't even taking good classes they're 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 taking uh, lesbian dance theory or uh how to make a basket and and then they're trying to go out and get these jobs and they're not getting good jobs because well no one wants to pay somebody who has a terrible college diploma money for something that they have no idea what they're doing um so it it started at the college level and it's moved down into the elementary level where now you are getting these teachers that are very literally indoctrinating these children and it's also in the school books too so it is in the textbooks you're getting textbooks that are very political like chindo was saying that he wants a very down the road right in the middle just give us the facts kind of schooling but you don't you don't get that you don't you're not getting um, you're not getting that in not only in, in U.S. history, but also in in uh, world history. And uh, you're definitely now they're changing that to make math as apparently racist uh, because uh, reasons, right? There's something not to have reasons for saying that, but yeah, right. The patriarchy, what, what, because the white man invented math, it's held down uh, every person of color. There's also yeah. the fact that supposedly females uh, in high school and whatnot 
are worse off when it comes to normal education in mathematical theory. Um, Okay, so if that's the case, that's the teacher's fault. Yes. But then then there's also also some parental... There's also some parental blame because a lot of parents don't sit there and spend the time with their kids to help them work through stuff so but mostly if you're going to send a kid to a school for eight to nine hours a day and that kid can't math or read or write or science or do anything that's that's the fault of the teacher and i can tell you in the state that i live in we have the worst school system in the entire country uh not even Yes. We can't even get above 40% pass rate on reading, writing, or math. So oh, basically, uh, basically, we're turning out idiots. We're just handing them grades and saying, uh, go about your way. Uh, also, yep. too, public schools are teaching Common Core, and Common Core is actually a giant pile of dog crap. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't it work for me, but otherwise. It, it, it's terrible. It's absolute you garbage. When you, can, when you compare that to something like a classical education, where you're talking about uh, grammar, logic, and um, rhetoric, right? Like kind of those basic understandings. And for an example, I have a parent who I'm a friend with. Her son went to a classical education school here in our town. Uh, they only have it up till eighth grade. He finished eighth grade and went into public school. He got into AP math his freshman year. The math that he was learning in AP math at ninth grade, he had already learned in fifth grade. In fact, they couldn't even, they didn't even have the math that he knew by the time he finished eighth grade. So he was left in a situation where, do I just GED out and, you know, take the general, yeah, yeah, and leave and, go go to college or go to trade school because the public school is going to make him stupider at this point because he's going to be so bored he's not going to be challenged and he's not going to be getting the type of education that he would has been getting since kindergarten right Um, that's actually relevant to me because uh when i was in my catholic school in the philippines i ended in fourth grade and that was and that's when i went to the u.s when i came to the u.s they were actually going to place me in a fourth grade public school However, the equivalent fourth grade in the U.S. was equivalent, uh, or no, fourth grade in the Philippines school was equivalent to fifth grade in the U.S. So I had already learned the stuff that I, I, uh, they were teaching in the fourth grade um, public school in the U.S. So I actually spoke up and had, had, I got, I got get assessed and I passed and I was moved to fifth grade. If I had not spoken up, I would have been held back essentially. Uh, but that's something I, I did. I did notice too. Um, and another thing, uh, we're, since we're talking about kind of like a classical education, one of the classes I do remember in the Philippine uh, Catholic school, I think it was a language class. We were taught, the th- and again, this was before I was even 10 years old, because that's as far as I got in the Philippines school from UAS. In the language class in the Philippines, I got to learn very two very simple things. What is fact and opinion? We got to learn that before I even turned 10. And I, when I came to the U.S., I didn't quite see that those kinds of ideas being used in, in how students are taught to express themselves or uh, convey their ideas. 
the, no, the and, thing between and in fact, facts and opinions are kind of muddled when I when I right. But in, in fact, in the last podcast where we were talking about guns, you actually used logic, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. understanding to describe what a, an assault weapon was. Like you broke it down in a way that should have been taught, should be taught in public schools, and it's not being taught. Well, um, yeah, and right, it was it, it was very incredible. But uh, Moose, I know you had something to say, and then yeah, uh, yeah, Shinto ahead, as well. Uh, Shinto, if you want to go first, go ahead. Uh, well, I start. Uh, I see you, Moose. You go first. I need to cloud get my word. Okay. Uh, well, first one I want to address is the uh, the core core education that they started a few years ago or whenever they started it it's the absolutely garbage. Uh, that was yeah. that was that was started under obama and the obama it, it was it's either obama or it was i uh, have bush it might have been late bush, bush. so you might, okay late thank bush. you yeah i would double check that but yeah it was like late bush or obama um, but it was obama, implemented like it, so that, it would have yeah. been implemented under the obama administration which I means they would have had free reigns under uh what's taught versus what bush had you know does that make sense so bush said yeah. let this happen obama administration was the one to administer it i've had to learn that because my daughter is in elementary school they teach her that i've showed my daughter how to do it the regular way she picks it up faster the regular way than she does common core like the education common core sucks it, it does though no, it quite literally is an Garbage yeah, educational it makes our purpose. students stupider. Yeah, because like it's like, oh, you break it down into little sections and then you have all these little pieces. They don't need the pieces. Give them the numbers. Let them figure it out. My daughter, you put 46 plus 57 in front of you. She'll do the line down effect that we were all taught. You know, left line, the right side, left side, add it all together at the bottom. Mm hmm. She is amazing at math. She is at a third grade level. She's already doing multiplication, and she is seven years old. Right, but she's going to get dinged because she is not doing it the quote-unquote right correct way. way. Yeah. And that's fine. Honestly, that's fine. If she gets dinged in math, I'll tell her this. I'll tell her this. You do what they want you to do in school to get the grade. I tell I don't, her to, I tell her to do, do the way it's supposed to be done, which is the way we were all taught. Oh, that's what I'm going to do. No, she's going to do it the way that she was taught to get the answer. And then, and if, then she gets the, if she gets the bad grade, that's not on her. That's on that's on them. And that gives you and it gives you ammunition as a parent. OK, yeah. And then uh, the, the second thing I want to address is uh, how you were saying that they. uh there was just uh, an educational difference between like the uh, the classical education versus the standardized education. Right, a giant gap. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, one of the biggest things I mentioned earlier was saturation. Now, uh, the, the way I want to explain saturation is that the teacher to student balance. Uh, on a classical education school, the the classes are what eight to ten students on average nowadays no uh classical education when i say that refers to the type of teaching so when i refer to classical education i'm referring to the education that kind of uh, comes from from greek philosophy 
logic, grammar, rhetoric. It was the uh, education that kings and queens received, and in fact was the ed type of education that the founders of the country also received. And it was the type of education every child in school got up until about the 1950s. It's learning Why, the difference. individual attributes. Oh, sorry. It's learning the difference between fact and opinion a part of that kind of classical yes. education? Well, yeah, yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's part of the logic okay. section that, of... Right, you yeah. remember also you're reading the great books, so Western literature, so you're learning a mixture of philosophy and some of the things that Shinto had mentioned earlier, I think, in his opening. Um, public speaking is also a part of that as well. That's what's called, it's called rhetoric mm -hmm. um, here, the, the classical education school. Kids start doing rhetoric at like second grade. So, so it, it's it, so, uh, so Moose, it's not about having a smaller school, like or a, a smaller classroom. It's, um, <clears throat> Kind of the idea is is that the teacher is actually smart and knows what they're teaching and their job is to engage the students in learning how to use logic um put that logic to work how to yeah. break that down how to write that out so using what you have you know you have explained and put that into words and also, does that make sense? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, yeah. I, I completely get it what you're saying, but I also, I'm, I'm guessing because I don't actually have the facts to back it up. Is a class in that structure would have a constant, not a, uh, a rather smaller class size for the grouping because. So I can't speak for all all schools because I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't no, know. I know. Um, I, I know just... there are some. I, so, to, to give you an example, there are some private Catholic schools in the U.S. Yeah. that probably don't have the small class size. They probably have twenty to thirty students. Yeah. Per classroom, right? So obviously that's not the case. Um, you probably have some homeschooling that obviously, or homeschool pods that's going to be smaller, right? Uh, yeah. the, the, the school here, so for an example, the, the classical school here, because it doesn't adhere to common core principles and it doesn't do what the state wants it to do, i.e. it doesn't take state money so the state can't tell it what to teach, they are a non-credited school within the state. Yeah. Um, so, and, but they have about 20 to 30 students and they do just fine. So it really is about how things are taught. Um, well, I think it's how things are taught, the teacher and their ability to teach at that point as well. And then um, going back to saturation, if you have 45, 50 kids in a classroom with one teacher trying to handle it all, it isn't going to happen. There's always there, there's there's outliers, always outliers. The, the kids that are gonna make disturbances, the kids that are gonna break the concentration of the class. Yeah, that is well, too big of a size class. That's well, too big. so yeah, so there's there's quite a few arguments for that though too. At the same time, like first off, that's an issue with the um. First off, the parents should be pissed off about that. Oh, I trust they me. should be getting on the school board to change that. Second of all, that's the school district's uh, problem for being uh, absolutely god awful terrible with their finances. 
which means uh, when they went to school, they weren't taught how to uh, handle money correctly. Uh, like and most of them <laughs> probably went to public education, right? Um, third and foremost, though, that's a failure on the teacher. Um, and, and then fourth is a failure on the parents. So if you have kids that are unruly, right, the teacher can't do anything. Well, I agree. Aside they're, from coming to the office and get them out of the class, but then what are you going to do? Sus- you, what are you going to do? Suspend yeah. a kid? You can't even suspend kids anymore because if you suspend a kid that's a, a, a discrimination kid of color, yeah. then, then then they're not getting suspended. You can suspend white kids. You can't suspend anybody else. Or oh, Asian, Asian, you can. So because they are considered to be white adjacent. So Asian, you can suspend. So, sorry, Whippa guy. I don't. I don't. I'm not trying to be racist. I'm just. The, those are the rules. That's how. That's how things are right now. I kind of feel that though. I mean, I'm um, Filipino, and that does count as Asian. So <laughs> it's funny. Well, yeah, yeah, no, because because the the I, I'm going strictly by a region as far as what's historically been considered. Does it? Does that mean I'm not trying to make assumptions? I know that you are a great people, and you have. Yeah. wonderful and beautiful culture uh, that you know even i enjoy um the racists here in america consider everyone asian in, including uh indians not the native americans but indians from india to yeah. be uh that's te- they're technically considered asian because they are part of greater of asia and the, the greater um area but um yeah yeah basically asian people or um like i'm not even trying to be racist but 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 the, it's but not, the folks it's that, not the racist folks, yeah, i do hear that, that. You always see who go to like who have the best scores who who score the best in school get the best sats um the ones that are they're the, those asians are the ones that are getting discriminated against by harvard because they succeed they're white adjacent and um that's a that's a that's a slash on them so so to speak i I Um, do remember when i was in the high school here in california i was getting a little slightly higher grades well quite higher grades than others and a few other asian kids were well and the one outspoken guy i think it was the same guy that won the cross-dressing contest he just said out loud in class why are asian people so smart and that just tells a lot about the stereotypes yeah. that are also being passed around and yeah, also the parents will kick their ass if they if they don't do schoolwork and that's <laughs> I, 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 listen i know that sounds like a trope and and it and partially is but it's no, true I, it, too it, there, it is there is true. a there is a family um heck the school i went to in the philippines yeah. had me slap the kid that slapped me to get even so. based it's sorry culture. <laughs> it's culture. yeah the, yeah, yeah there's a family is culture distinctly yes different i mean they're they're it's the way that they bring up their children, and it's yeah. The it's Asian culture is is actually the most successful culture in America right now. They make more money than everybody else. Yeah, I believe that. Well, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Per capita. Yeah, no, per, per yeah, per person, per, per period. They are the most successful because they're the ones that like go to school, they get good grades, and then they succeed because that's all they they they've ever known. It's it's like the um, it's like it's like the you know how uh jewish folks always tend to be lawyers right uh in 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 at least my understanding of of asian culture like you you have you get to be all the good stuff like you have to be the the best at math and science you have to have the highest scores the grades like um that's that's good the family culture is pushing for their for excellence from their children they also respect and love their family um Maybe not always, but 
I mean, well, you, you don't hear it that often. That I might be, I might be in the minority since I come from a broken family. But yes, I do understand the Asian you culture that I'm, you talk about. The you, rest of my family, though, does. Saying. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, so, I'm, so you, you get what guy. I'm saying. But yeah. uh, anyways, it, basically, to Casey or most, what I'm saying is, is that classical education was essentially developed. In the Middle Ages, there's a focus on class, uh, of of poetry, drama, philosophy, history, art, languages. Uh, some schools will include the Bible, but only in a historical context of understanding, say, uh, Jewish or Aramaic languages or or the Greek. Um, so sometimes there is a dead language involved that you can also learn. Um, it's and then you read stuff like like Pluto, um, the, the classics, um, yeah. like the, the what what are considered like uh, I guess the the great books, um, like the Odyssey and stuff like that, like those right. books. Even what by Nietzsche? Yeah, oh, Nietzsche. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Mark Twain is considered apparently a great book, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just apparently. Just, I did just get to read. I did read it, Odyssey, it's, and it's it's a newer book, but you get you get to read that yeah. trilogy. You kind of go through that. Um, it, it's a uh, it's considered a Western world classic. You know, Moby Dick is up there as well. So I mean, it, there's a huge um, fluctuation as far as uh, as went. So I uh, Reaper, I know you had some some things you wanted to talk about, and then um, we still got to get to Ven and what <laughs> he thinks about this question as well. So uh, Reaper, what do you have to say, my friend? For the sake of brevity, I'm just gonna do one thing, and that's cl uh, clarify what I meant by classical education. Uh, what you said, yeah, that's more modern, but uh, my preference would be to make sure to glorify and uh, reinforce individual attributes uh, from grammatical speaking to baseline mathematical uh, understanding before being pushed into a more uh, stringent course. So in other words, you mean like a... Uh, it happens at the lower school levels. So grammar and logic. Logic also encompasses math and science. Uh, not necessarily grammar, uh, grammar speaking, how people speak and how people uh, socialize. Right, that's, that's major thing part here. of, right, right. So yeah, if kids are going to school, they're socializing with other kids. Uh, public speaking and public debate is also considered rhetoric. Does, does that, do you, do you get what I'm saying? It, I get it's what also, you're saying, but not necessarily uh, what it, I mean. What, what you're saying though is that's part, I, I guess they would say would be like uh, wisdom um how to act in public how to act or interact with other people how to interact with people that don't agree with you those kinds of things how to have fun with other kids no uh i i'm a big bigger fan of strict uh, appreciation of uh like this is very important the ability to speak your mind uh instead of just the fun debate i would prefer for a more stringent acumen that relates fun to outside activity and not inside school activity. Well, so isn't that the job of the parents, though, if it's outside of school? Oh, yeah, it's entirely on the parents, but... Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have... I, I'm just saying, I, I, I thought we were more or less focusing on the, 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 the school aspect. As far as a, um, a parental uh, outside of schooling thing, um, I, I wholly agree with you. I think being engaging with your kids, and that's part of being a parent. Um, yep. 
my kids aren't in school yet, but I'm already engaging my kids on questions on those kinds of things. Um, and so um, already my kids, I already know my kids are far ahead of the kids in the public schools in my area. And it's sad. And my kids can't even go to school. And they are way further ahead than all those kids. Um, so I so I agree. There's a, a very but that's also too. And again, whether or not you're a religious person, uh, Shinto, um, but that is one area where like a family that goes to church, uh, there's that social interaction outside of school that does help. Um, that's also, you know, taking your kids out to <clears throat> different activities uh, that have kids, but also have adults like you want the kids to interact with um a myriad of different ages as well. I think that's important to know. And then you and then parents recognizing situations and going, this is a teachable moment for my kid. Um, how can I show them good and, and bad and, you know, understanding, so to speak. Uh, to better understand what I meant by grammatical speaking, it is the understanding of how to speak properly. Uh, like I'm not a big fan of like the language Ebonics as an example, where that's, they that's are. That's not a language. Like, that's that's it's, just. It's considered just a language by the United States of America at this point, but it is well, in a sense, considered a language. But I know the they teach it in California. Dialect is a problem. Also, the dialects of different regions. I prefer to standardize the way people speak to better be understood. Right. And completely. Uh, I guess technically that is marginalizing the different uh, dialects, but uh, well, pr proper English would. But but I mean again that that's wouldn't that you wouldn't wouldn't you be learning that in the the framing of a classical education since since no you, not normally you, are you sure? don't go in depth to completely change the way people speak the way people speak is the important thing here to standardize the understanding of different grammatical. Uh, as you've said before, rhetorics or mm -hmm. dialects that are found throughout the United States. Sure. So, so learning something like like uh, Greek, which which is a fairly old language, um, that that you wouldn't consider that to be proper. I, I'm just I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to required. probe and and asking. Yeah, in most in most classical education, that's required. Um, or uh, not. Um, not 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 the not the spanish from mexico which is an offshoot of you know spanish from overseas which is more because if you if you learn like italian spanish that has way more in common with like french and german like, like there's core principles and core uh well, what's the word um uh for lack of a better term like phonics like uh root root words root sayings that if you can learn italian spanish it's very easy to understand it's it's easier for a student to learn european languages because it's closerly there's a closer all derivatives of one another thank you yes 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 um uh, so yeah, i'm perfectly fine with that style of thing as an example uh Right, which is what I'm focusing on, because because I agree with you there. Like, to, to use an example of that, uh, a friend of mine that lives in Crimea at the moment, uh, uh -huh. Crimea is known to be uh, for being very uh, Russian speaking, 
prioritize Russian speaking for the most part. Uh, in fact, in the regular education system, they teach Russian first, then Ukrainian. Uh, mm -hmm. This is anecdotal for my friend. Sure. And uh, prioritizing the understanding and the way you speak and grammatically how you speak in Russian. And then, uh, if there's time, focus on the secondaries, the tertiaries. Sure. I, I'm a big what? fan of speaking versus just uh, grammatical writing. Because speaking is a lot more important. Oh no, I think I think yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, schools don't even teach kids cursive anymore, so let's... they don't. No, they don't. I learned it in third grade, but we never used it afterwards. That's one of the only yeah, things it, I remember it, from third grade. But I had a penmanship, I had a penmanship class in the Philippine uh, Catholic school. That's where I learned it. None right. Of so, the so, 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 yeah, I can't even. Yeah, I can't even read. Uh, cursive, but Wibbit guy, you, I mean, you, you went to a, what would be considered closely a Catholic classical education. So you, you probably learned what, two languages at the very least during your time there? Well, because it was in the Philippines, I also had to learn Tagalog, which was the, my, the Filipino uh, language at there. Uh, but also to be fair, that school was paid. That's a, that was a fairly slightly, well, middle, slightly upper class uh, for the, for it for the Philippine standards. So right, but, it, uh, but, but that, that's, not, that's not the point I'm trying to make. Mm -hmm. the, because because the classical education, the style of education oh, that, yeah, we're, I got that, that I'm talking about was, was part of the public curriculum in America up until about 60, 70 years ago. Okay. Well, yeah. So, then so I did, the education yeah. you got... Mm -hmm. I mean, because they were teaching the Bible, but not not in a biblical type of way. They were teaching the Bible in a quote unquote classics, Western classics, great books kind of way. I believe so. I mean, my I, if I remember my religion classes there were fairly open and not not not, uh, not, like, you went, not like a Bible thumper kind of thing, but just more like open about uh, being being like a genuinely good person. Right. There is a there's a you know moralism. There there's a morality there, which is which also falls into with philosophy, right? Mm -hmm. um, but again, you went to a Catholic school, but Catholic schools tend to have more. Not all of them, because uh, I know quite a few that that are not like that. But I would imagine um, foreign Catholic schools tend to stick with a more classical education. Um, I'd probably say so. Yeah. No, so uh, we should probably get to what uh, Ventornado. I've been opinion at this point. I've been quiet because this has been a good conversation, and I didn't want to interrupt it. And uh, it's interesting learning about classical education because outside of John, I've never heard of it before. So, so basically, because we were we're short on time, you have a yes or no answer. Yes. <laughs> or, no, okay, no, okay, sorry, bro. <laughs> Anyways, um, from the way it sounds, I think. Everybody is basically dancing around this point without actually saying it. Effectively, the American school system nowadays is more daycare than it is actually school system. Is that something that I think we all can agree I, on? I addressed I that. Even I that. A giant pile of dog poop. So I already addressed that. I just <laughs> it's, not, it's not even a good daycare center because um, the kids still act up. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I we... wanted to say one, one thing real quick. 
Sorry. No, no, that was that. I, I that was the clarification I made yeah. earlier about the classical education system I'm thinking of, which is different from what you were speaking of. No. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Just wanted to make sure. But yeah, going back to a point I believe uh, Moose brought up much earlier in this conversation that I just wasn't able to slip in on that part of the conversation, um, being the I have it here in my notes the saturation where you have like one teacher versus a bunch of students mm. i don't necessarily think like one teacher versus a bunch of students is bad as long as those students learn in a similar way because each individual student or child has a different method of learning some are more hands-on some are more show me don't tell me Yes, yeah, the, the exactly. audio, the physical, and the visual learners. And there there's students that can learn two or three different ways, but then there's also the factor of that, you know, you're going to have a classroom that's guaranteed it's one-to-one-to-one. -to -one -to -one. So if you have, we'll say, 45 students in one classroom, which honestly, in my opinion, is way too freaking much kids in one classroom. College is um, more acceptable, but... I disagree on that point, but continue. It's still not acceptable, but it's more acceptable in elementary it, it, and... It, it, I think it, it works in my Catholic school in the Philippines, but other outside of that, probably nothing. Yeah, okay. you have to have discipline. Anyways, continue, Moose. Yeah, so we'll say 45, and it's a one-to-one-to-one -to -one -to -one ratio, pretty much. So there's the visual, the audio, and the hands-on learners. So you have 15 of each students that learn that way. But each one of them can be learning, can learn in a different way. So we'll say the visual ones also are good audio learners. And then the audio learners, are, for some reason, are better at hands-on as well. And then the hands-on do good with, uh, like, visual as well. Like, so you've got those that cross over. So you have, like, a 10% margin of error, give or take, because of it. So... Now you've you've got this ten percent in the class that they're irritated. They're tired of sitting there not being understood. They're not tired of not learning. They interrupt people, and then you also have to factor in general mental health differences in students. Um, I'm going to use myself as an example. I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was in elementary, not elementary school, uh, for my freshman year of high school. My parents ignored it because they were the you can't have something that the government just made to sell drugs and blah, 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 blah. I barely passed high school because of the school thing that I had to deal with because I did not fit in the general curriculum of the rest of the students. I had focus issues. I had control issues. And if the teacher was teaching it a way that I was not compatible with, I would shut it out. Uh, I was on the same side there with you. Uh, I had ADHD as well, but I have a different form where... I'd be able to effectively do a crossword puzzle, not crossword puzzle, a, a, a puzzle piece puzzle, whatever that's called, uh, on yeah. a table you're, and you're hands on. at the yeah. same time. No, and listen to the teacher at the same time and fully yeah. get everything they were saying and pass yeah. my class with flying colors. But the problem the was, side. the problem was with my school was, is I had to be paying attention to the teacher the way she wanted it to be done. Fair. And I could not do that kind of stuff. Like nowadays, they they allow like fidgets and stuff in the classroom is what they're calling them. And I'm all for it. I mean, my kid loves that shit. I bought her a little fidget cube. She's done better at doing her schoolwork at home ever since I bought her one. 
I have no problem with her having one because of it. So, and I'm not, I'm not dismissing that, but um, they wanted to tell me I was ADHD in elementary school back in the 80s when people rode dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? And um, I, didn't, uh, I, didn't have, I didn't have ADHD. I was just bored as hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, so, I actually do. So, so that, that, that's, but, on the, that's on the teacher. And, that's, that, and that's, that's, also, that's also on the curriculum as well. So it might maybe not 100% the teacher, but... Um, this still falls back to the curriculum as well, like, because they, they do a mass consensus curriculum. And that's the problem, is the mass consensus curriculum. They say, all right, well, these 50 students are going to go into this classroom and they're all going to learn the same exact shit. Pardon my language, I just let that slip. But you, well, you get what I'm going across. Right, but at the same time, these teachers go to school for six years. Yeah. They go, so they go to school for six years, and what, what the hell are they learning? And how are they not able to, like you said, take, taking the different types of students and how they learn and mixing that into a circle of life, so to speak, to use a terrible dad reference to Lion King. Cause... No, 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 no. It's not a terrible reference. It's actually you, a perfect reference. Because it's like the balance. It's the balance of things. And that's what you're trying to say with that. And I understand that completely. You're trying to tell them that, like, like I said, there's three different learning types and each one kind of fluxes into the, the other one. But it's like a, it's like a circle. It's a more learning triangle, I guess, at this point, because there's only three, but... Circle, triangle, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. <laughs> then you were, potato, potato, talk, you were supposed to talk about your feelings on school. I We've was... been railroading you. <laughs> oh, no, uh, I was... Uh, that was he actually... instigated this conversation. Yeah, That's what I, he did today. I brought yeah. uh, Moose into that one because uh, he brought up the saturation, and I was uh, going on that tangent or not tangent but the point of if you have all audio learners in the class i think it's okay to have a bigger class as long as they all learn similarly yeah but, I, I wholeheartedly agree on that i don't think i did a yes. single bit of homework from age 12 to age 18 yeah and some people uh, i'm entirely an audio learner myself some people learn by audio and don't have to do homework like for me, uh, homework always felt tedious and unnecessary because personally, yes. uh, just some background information on my end, I was uh, placed in the advanced classes in uh, third grade where we met once a week and did instruction with a specialized teacher and all that. And uh, just normal classes all the way through high school, just I never felt like I needed to do homework, but I always did it because if you don't do homework, you get docked points on your grade and we're more focused on the grade point in schooling than we are actually people learning i think uh, that's a huge issue that's an issue a, i have as well yeah i have a kind of uh, maybe not a hot take in this group but just in you know in, in most circumstances um my belief is is that if a teacher is sending a child home with homework they're not doing their job a kid should i can agree with be that. learning everything they need to know in the allotted time that they are given to teach the student. Uh, when the kid gets home, kids shouldn't be doing more schoolwork. They should, they should be focused on other things. Social things like 
Shinto was talking about. Uh, maybe uh, team sports, sports or clubs, whatever, right? Sports, family clubs, time, music, um, or time yeah, for the parents to work with their kids on other things. Yeah. What I believe directly on top of that is learning should be a 24 hour experience, uh, whether or not it's the social or uh, general academics. Everything should be structured in a way where you're learning 24-7 between the ages of 0 and 16. That's actually a very good take on it. I wouldn't say 24 hours, only because I'm being facetious. You learn a and lot. Like... But, 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 as a, but as a parent, you should be, you should be teaching. As a parent, and Moose can... As a parent, I'm you're sure just as Moose much as a teacher. will agree with me. My job is to make sure by the time my children are 18 and his kid is 18 that they are fully functional adults that can actually go out into the real world and um do stuff kind of yeah. like you know the founders of our country they were all most of them were like 18 to 22 they were fully functional adults probably by the time they were hell 13 <laughs> parents are just as much teachers as teachers are if not even well, more, more so. Teachers. I was about to say, if not even more so. In the yeah. Philippines, uh, the teacher at our at Catholic school said that they are like are a secondary parent, which also implies that the parent is like a teacher, and the teacher parent kind of bleed blends in together as well. So that culture is expressed what's expressed in my time there. Yeah, and that's oh. one thing that I like about other cultures is they put the parents and the family over the school systems while my observations here in the united states it feels like it's the other way around where school systems tend to take they're trying to make school systems more of a priority than the actual family and parents and that sort of aspect um with that being said well, well into into real quick in today's sorry uh, in today's schooling though the teachers are acting like they are more important than parents they're trying to force that we the teachers and by definition, the government care more about you than your parents. I mean, that's basically what I just said. Anyways, we're going to move on to the next question. <laughs> Here okay, goes, sorry, uh, I, made it, I made it more clear, maybe. <laughs> I just have to laugh because you say you were going to keep it brief and we've been on this topic for about an hour now. <laughs> I, think Shin, I think Shin said uh, one question per hour. <laughs> Probably something oh, like that. Um, hey, I tried to be brief, okay? I even said in my statement, I didn't even go over the other points, mind you. No, sorry, uh, continue. No problem. <laughs> We're going to move on. For the most part, we've been talking about the elementary school and the high school. I want to get everybody's opinions on college, universities, and trade schools now. Uh, do you think they're needed to be successful? Uh, real quick, personal opinion, after going two years of a community college, then one and a half to three years my whole private college is a mess i'm not going to go into the details on that of a private university um i just still don't feel confident in the real world with skills and it goes back to when everybody thought you needed like college to succeed it wasn't college that made people successful People who wanted to be successful went to college, in my opinion, to learn more 
but we turn that into, oh, you must go to college to succeed. When you have so many millionaires, billionaires, rich people um, that drop out of, some even drop out of high school and they're successful because they got the real world experience. Um, my personal opinion, public school, I actually liked more than private school, not to diss my, well, diss my private school because it felt like there were, you, there were times where, of course, their speech, they tried to censor it, but for the most part, like staff was like, this is a public school. We have to allow speech, even if we disagree with it. Going on to another topic that we're going to cover, I'm going to try and smash two together, <laughs> two topics together. Okay. Um, yeah, thank you. Just let it flow, brother. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, like in community college, you could speak your mind. Sure, there would be people that would look at you weirdly, but genuinely felt like there was more protection of the uh, First Amendment than there was in the private universities because they're private. Um, with that being said, there, don't get me wrong, it wasn't perfect. It was very one side leaning, as most people can probably guess in my opinion. It was the left side that leaned, but you get the idea. So um, with that being said, uh, do you all think these colleges, universities, and all that are required to be successful? And uh, what are your thoughts about it? Unfortunately, I also want to tie in trade schools here, but I have zero knowledge on trade schools. So if you have any knowledge about trade schools, feel free to share your point on trade schools also. I think maybe I know Wibbit went to trade school. Correct me if I'm wrong, Wibbit. Uh, don't believe so. And I, I went. Uh, I just I went to community college actually uh, for two years, and then I went to uh, to get my bachelor's at a, a public university. Um, uh, I actually ended up going to go, going to public university for art, but um, but I also did get a certificate for um, other uh, other uh, courses like uh, web development. I don't know if that counts, but that's also from a public university. That's fair. Uh, yeah, um, my public university, we had a couple of that. Anyways, uh, sorry for cutting you off. Continue. Uh, oh, sophomore is asking if I'm doing truck. Oh, that's, no, the truck, the truck driving experiences, that's just from my job, my current job at Amazon. They were requiring me to go, go and learn to get uh, the commercial uh, driver's license to be able to keep my job if I'm going to be working with, uh, you know, trucks and trailers. Are you um, walk, uh, running the docks just as a question? Uh, no, I used to do that before. I'm actually in the yard. I'm driving vehicles and moving trailers, the actual okay. big ones. So but, that, that okay. would be yeah. considered a trade to a degree. Yeah, because right. you have to you have to take a, a specified class. I actually know a much uh, a bunch about that. My ex, uh, my ex wife, and my last relationship actually is a commercial truck driver. And um, if you want any advice or anything, I could talk to her about that and see if she can give me just like a little uh, hint book or something. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to continue with this career path. Actually, same. I'm oh, feeling okay. it's the same way as when I was working in education. I might be changing something. I already have. I've already have job interviews for other things now too that are not in that but anyway that's uh beside the point um yeah, yeah. i i think uh when it comes to um i guess i'll answer the question then about uh universities colleges um 
as to whether I think they're required, um, I don't think they're required, but I think that uh, we call them secondary education, right? That's that's after high school. Is that what we call um, yes, secondary and university? Okay, we call those secondary education. I I think that they are good for giving a contained environment about uh, of somewhat of a real world experience that adults will be will be facing. So if people need that kind of experience in that kind of environment, a contained educational environment, hopefully, um, then, then yeah, it could be good. Uh, now, I did notice we were talking about some of the uh, colleges, universities uh, starting to, how do you call it, uh, have certain ideologies being pushed around. Um, as far as I can tell from my own experience uh, in my community college experience, uh, I I was able to see a fair bit of free speech on my campus there. I do remember uh, I do remember um, pro life groups setting up very strong imagery in the campus. In fact, it was a very it was such strong imagery. Some people who were having lunch uh, had to walk away because it was showing the graphic uh, images of what happens in an abortion. Um, so they were they were setting those up. Really got attention. The campus had lots of people discussing with each other. Lots of people were roaming around and 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 mingling. It actually felt nice, even if it did uh, make me lose my appetite when I was having lunch for a bit. But that that was a good experience in my community college uh, time. Uh, when I went to university, though, I didn't get to see too much of that. The most I did, uh, it what it was around 2012 was when I was when I graduated from university. There were a lot of things going on at that time. I do remember. I think the Occupy movement was going was uh, making it rounds in in um in the public sector and and the the activists on campus were also doing that so there was also a fair bit of um um of that being expressed although i do think that is leaning towards a certain side for the most part and they were getting a lot of um a lot of attention as well but yeah um that's that's just something i remember from my time in in the in the college university experiences Okay, so it's a sounds similar to what I've experienced, also mm. with community colleges versus uh, private universities. Okay, mm. uh, let's go on to Moose. If that's okay with you, Wibbit. I don't know if you're done or not, or I'm, I'm assuming you're done. I'm fairly done. I mean, I can talk yeah. more in depth about other things, <laughs> but uh, the um, I think my general uh, consensus about. Uh, Colleges, universities. I think I've made, I've said my stuff. Okay, uh, Moose, what is your uh, thoughts on the topic? Well, colleges and trade schools. All right, um, I'm going to start with trade schools because I have not gone to one, but I do know about them enough to speak about them. The uh, trade schools, especially like heavy industry jobs like welding, construction, and other stuff. HVAC. I, Yes, exactly. Thank you, uh, John, for that. Um, are jobs that I feel need the education behind them to do them. Because, I mean, I've climbed up there. I've patched holes in my venting for my HVAC unit in our house, and that's about as far as I'm going to go, aside from maybe tinkering with some of the stuff when it breaks because I'm just that kind of guy. But uh, the fact is, though, is like I don't know how to fix half that stuff. And that that's why I believe that it should have an actual education at that point. Um, as for colleges and 
community colleges and everything. The only college I uh, I've ever really dealt with is I actually went to language school, which counted as college credits. I did that for three months in Japan, and that is as far as an education as I've gone into college. And I've had some amazing jobs on experience alone. Um, you can ask actually John. John's one of the few people that knows that I've got four years of business management under my belt. I have seven or eight customer service. I have uh, about you have, four years. You have real life experience. Exactly. But with that said, though, I'm at an impasse right now where I want to change my career. And I don't have the educational background for it so like i i'm in the middle with college being needed like i think if you have a direction you want to go specifically and you have the ability to go through college to get to that point then yes do it but if you're like me where you just you want to just go forward and figure it out on your own like i i i know a lot i i'm a certified HTML5, I'm certified in CSS3, I'm certified in Linux distributions. Uh, all technology that I taught myself. I'm at an impasse right now, though, where if I want to pursue a career in it, then uh, I will need to actually pursue a college education, even if it's a minor college education. As soon as I get it on paperwork that, you know, hey, I've actually taken these classes, then I will be more considered at that point. But since I actually already have some physical backgrounding with it, then it would be a lot easier for me to get a job because now I have hands-on experience and the education. So, but that's my opinion on that. And uh, we're going to hand toss it over to uh, before, uh, Reaper over here. Before no. we do, yep, I do like your points on if you know what you want to do, then... Uh, College, trade school, secondary classes works really well. But if you don't actually know what you want to do, then I, I personally take my advice with a grain of salt because I'm not like all knowledgeable on this subject. But I think many people think they have to go immediately into college when if they don't know what they want to do, they should wait. Does that... Um. I, okay, I think for basic educational classes for college, because college, to get a degree, you have to have work, uh, class hours. I don't know exactly how they're structured anymore. I know that there's a, a certain amount of class hours are required to graduate. You only need like nine class hours per se, or, or for like per semester, for a... Uh, like uh, uh what is the term hold on my brain just lost full the train time. of thought full-time part-time is that what you're thinking no full no 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 close though it's um it's it's on the right track but not that it's um okay i'm gonna skip that i'll come back i'm gonna just put a pin in that and try to remember it here no for problem. me um pull up like a little note sheet and write it down <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, what no, I no, do. no. I I know exactly what I'm thinking of. It's just it just the brain train kind of lost its track. Okay, we're good. Um, you're gonna we're gonna finish the episode, and then he's gonna shout out like a single word. Yes, <laughs> literally, literally. No. Um, John knows me way too well. He knows exactly how this is gonna end. Um, but no. Um, 
a major, a major. Like if, if you major, know what you want to yeah. major in, then go for it. But if you want to get a general education in college and at least get the grounds started for college right away, then do that. College credits last. As long as you have documentation of college credits, you have them. So you can get all the basic college classes done and then say like two or three years after college, you get out of there and you haven't figured it out. You aren't losing much. You didn't spend six years in college to get a doctorate for something you don't give a crap about. Um, I'm going to use an example of a friend of mine. My buddy, he's 22 years old. He just got his associates in psychology. He's been wanting to do psychology since he was 16. He is working his butt off to get to that point. He has actually just got approved for work-study classes so he can actually earn money and learn hands-on experience for uh, basic psychology. He wants to be a kid's psychology... Uh, Specialist? Uh, yes, thank you. Gosh, I love having people that can actually read me. Um, <laughs> so, with those facts, though, like he knew exactly what he wanted to do, and he jumped on it. And he is pushing hard, and he's a fantastic guy, and he's smart for it. But like me, I got out of high school. I had no clue what I wanted to do. Still don't half the time. So the the point being, though, is like, if you know what you want, then shoot for it. Go for it hard. Go for it. Aim high. If you miss, try again. But if you're if you're confused or if you're not sure that that's what you want to do or if you just want something to make it work try trade school i mean hvac work is not that hard as long as you're okay with climbing in tight spaces and uh it's darn good money i mean i think the what the average pay right now for an hvac installer is 23 an hour i can actually it's gotta be way more than that Especially I think that's be, especially because of, of prices and how everything's been going. You can you can definitely make a high double or you know high five figures for HVAC, but Oh yeah, no no no, I agree. Um see here. But, but, we, get, but we get what you're punk. saying. It, it's yeah, probably okay, so. it's probably starting out if especially if you're um, an apprentice, it's probably somewhere between twenty five and forty dollars an hour. All right, the average U.S. salary in twenty twenty two for this job position is twenty six point twenty five dollars on average, and that that's bottom of the barrel. Yeah, so that's probably like I said, people who are. Literally um, just got it, finished with the interns, school and got right. an internship or a small part-time position yep. in one of the companies. Yeah. So, like, if, you, if you're looking just to make money, then that's fine. That's perfect. That's a great job, and it ain't that hard. But, like, if you want something different or you want something that will help people or, or like, uh, like uh, Wibbit. Wibbit had to take schooling to teach. Even as an assistant or a, a substitute teacher, if I'm not if I am correct with it, um, you did have to actually take some college classes to be considered a substitute teacher, correct? I did. I was actually doing a teaching credential program, but like I said, because I also, uh, the reason I actually, uh, 
I, I actually left that career path behind is because I also had to drop my um, my uh, teaching credential program. I never finished it. And now okay. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in, I have to continue paying the student debt for that. But That's I did another get thing I hate about general college right there. Oh, yeah. right. That was something that, that I was going to hit back on after the conversation if no one else did. Yeah, we'll we'll all touch that up with uh, Ben bringing it up later. We we'll, okay. we'll want to pass the ball over to Reaper so he can get his feet in here too. Yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> falls asleep at this point. <laughs> okay, so to give some background about my college education, I have a two-year degree, but I uh, had a sponsorship from both my engineering, uh, from engineering, via my professor and through football. So I don't have the student debt you guys have, or might have had. And from that side, engineering is pretty much a trade school. Uh, like one thing they teach you in engineering is that you need to know all of the articulations and everything that goes along with that, like the mathematical uh, theorems to properly get something done. And then when you're on the field, you need to ignore 90% of them because that's for specific circumstances but uh, so engineering is considered a stem right s-t-e-m yes. okay just wanted to clarify for viewers uh, a point in, uh, it's pretty much an apprenticeship uh for the most part so that's something that's very important to know you learn all this stuff spend a lot of money uh, your own money and then you pretty much get on the field and all of it's useless Now, uh, to get back on topic, I believe that trade schools are, uh, they're a requirement 100%, but more in particular, I would say that proper university education is important, not necessarily for the education, but to get the required like social links, because this is, uh, the main thing about university education is the... This might sound bad, but the important people of society will be going to a, uh, a higher education to properly uh, gesticulate. And uh, basically networking. Are you networking, working? yes. Also, to, to properly network everyone. And the networking is, I would say, the priority, should be the priority of any modern education. Okay, so your thought process behind like colleges and universities isn't necessarily to learn as much as it's to network and meet people in that aspect. Yes. Okay. Also, as an aside, uh, especially on the understanding of engineering being somewhat of a apprenticeship trade school, uh, most sponsorships I've seen for that and the one I got was I'd be going overseas to Africa to look on, uh, work on building bridges for uh, poor nations as part of a charity of sorts. Uh, so you, you uh, get the hands-on... Architecture, essentially? Yeah, I just want yeah. to make sure, too. Yeah. Because I know there's different facets of engineering, but in this case, it, it, was, it was architecture. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to the other ones to go along with that. That's fair. Yeah, um, I'm going to go back real quick. Uh, 
Jean made the comment of STEM. Uh, just for our viewers real quick, in case if you're not familiar with what STEM stands for, correct me if I'm wrong if anybody knows it. It stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math, I believe. Um, yep, yep, yep. Awesome. Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math, yeah. Yay! School actually taught me something for once. <laughs> Vin Tornado gets a cookie. Just one, though. Oh yeah, I was also part of a fraternity as well, so that might have added to my enjoyment of college. That's fair. That's fair. I didn't go to... Uh... I managed to get into one Phi Theta Kappa at my community college, but we didn't have any like fraternities or sororities, I believe is the other one, on either the community college or university. Okay. Um, do you have anything else that you want to say, Shintel, before we get into the subtopic of debt? Well, you still got me. That's right. Ignoring sophomore John form. <laughs> uh, I hear this. Oh, nonchalant sophomore John. <laughs> Perfect. Uh... What are you guys' general thoughts, just seeing as this is part of the university life and how it acquiesces with the rest of society, uh, would you say that fraternities actually pose a, a real-life social uh, atmosphere? Fraternities and uh, sororities. Mm. Between the students and real life. I've not been one, so I can't speak on that. I'm in the same boat. I feel like there are some positives with being in them, but at the same time, I don't think it represents real life. The closest I can think of was when I was in the Catholic school, I was all boys, because that does, it does, I think, uh, put you, sort you out by gender, I guess. That's the closest thing I can think of. Yeah. Um, Fratter sororities... I, I think it's the, the companionship you get, but at the same time, you get the uh, the mixture of the bad as well on some of that stuff. Because we've heard, we've all heard stories of like fraternities doing stupid things just because they're that frat that does that. So, like, I believe that it, it could be socially constructive and it could also be socially destructive at that point, depending on the situation. But uh, you can also think... say that about sports or video games or. Oh, yeah, easily. So. Something very important a friend of mine uh, has brought up uh, when I was going to his parties. He wasn't part of the sorority. Sorry, uh, fraternity. Of that. Check out this big, big... Oh, sorry, my phone. <laughs> it went off. What oh are you God. checking? That confused the hell out of me. What okay, are you apologize. checking, Moose? <laughs> Anyways, I continue, Chantal. Stay away from uh, the hub, brother. Stay away from the hub. <laughs> uh, what I was trying to note on that is fraternities have to party at certain times because they do uh, because of how what's it called like the strict requirements placed on fraternities and sororities especially on the academic level that they have to focus on certain tasks They have to focus on their enjoyment at the times in which they can enjoy themselves because they have so much more responsibility that than other normal students would have. Uh, so, so real quick, because I was I I went to private college. I went to, and I'll get into that. But um, 
so here's my thought i i've never was invited to be in a fraternity no one would ever have invited me if i went to regular university um but much like sports fraternities i believe are uh uh what is it uh, uh, uh the words uh, much like sports the best of the best get on the team and in sororities in that sense or um, fraternities they want the best of the best it's very good for networking especially if you're going to do specific or certain things um, so and maybe there is even, um, you know, some people might think, oh, only jocks and silly people get in there. I might not even like them. I, I, I kind of just don't have an opinion on them. Um, I, but uh, I think they're good because I think the best of the best should be able to have a special place, just like sports. Um, even if I'm never going to be able to get there. That's okay, because I'm good at other things, better at other things than them. But there is a social aspect, uh, especially for like doctors and lawyers and uh, engineering, uh, some STEM fields, especially when you're talking about like in sciences where um, people are, are uh, doing studies and, and different types of stuff. So um, at least that's my two cents on that. I don't I don't really don't have an issue with them. I think they're actually kind of important. So, sorry, Shinto, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, uh, that was the end of my thought. Okay. Well, that being said, uh, we're going to pass it over to John about uh, the secondary public com uh, community college, private universities, and then trade school. And we're going to try and hit uh, the debt issue. After so that. I'll actually I'll actually work my my the debt issue into that at the end. So awesome. I'm going to I'm going to start with trade school. So um, hear me out here real quick before COVID hit. I don't know if anyone here is familiar with the gentleman by the name of Mike Rowe. He did a TV show called Dirty Jobs, right? Yep. Um, OK. Prior to COVID, Mike Rowe is a big proponent of trade schools. He went on national television and straight up said there are 6 million open trade jobs that need to be filled and no one to fill them because no one's going to trade school. He said that out of all the episodes he did when it came to dirty jobs, there was only a handful of people that were not millionaires at the time of the recording. So these are successful businessmen. These are people who started out um, sucking out poop from a porta potty or laying pipes underneath the house or installing air conditionings or basically jobs that nobody really wants to do. Okay. And now these people own their own businesses where they don't have to do that crappy work, literally and figuratively. And they're making good money, but they're also able to pay their employees good money because, well, they were in the same spot that these guys were. Um, so that's that's like, and we're talking like January of 2020 before COVID really became a thing. He was on major news networks saying like six, there's 6,000 open jobs 
that need to be filled that are not being filled and trade school can do this for you um so my thought is um i have two why aren't we putting trade school type programs into high schools for the folks that don't know what they want to do like moose was talking about giving them an option to go into auto shop or even an, a basic hvac class or um welding. some type of construction or welding and also getting some um real life experience why is that not an option why aren't high school students allowed to start doing that as an elective at even a freshman level age because at 13 kid you you can work part-time in 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 the states i other obviously other countries and there are rules obviously at 13 you can only work a certain amount of hours but um why is that not being offered in these high schools to allow students to uh, if this is not something, you know, if going to college is not something that they want to do, then uh, why not offer them, you know, uh, options. more options? And trade schools in these areas would, I guarantee you, would be super happy to be like, oh, hey, yeah, we'll send somebody here to teach a class. Hell yeah, they would. On top of that, too, a lot of these companies, and Moose knows what I'm, when I reference this because we live together we've lived in the same area uh the local truck drivers the uh, um the electrical union a lot of these unions will actually pay for people to go to trade school oh yeah you sign you sign a contract with them to work for three years they will actually pay for you to be an electrician yeah they'll start you in an apprenticeship program yes, pretty much and then you go to school the education and put you to work at the same time, pretty much earning your education while doing it. Yes, debt-free, completely. Is, all you have to do is work for them for three to five years, which yeah, honestly, just, in the long run, is not terrible at all. On top of that, yeah. the first that two years are years, practically your educational years. You're yeah. still learning that time period. By the time you're done with the two years, you get a pay raise bump. You yep. Doing a huge pay raise bump. Oh yeah, like almost sixty percent, if I remember right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And so, and you can do that completely debt free. By the way, it doesn't cost you anything. All right. I went to a uh, community college. I paid for that out of pocket by myself. I went to uh, theology school. Actually, I'm uh, literally a semester away from having a degree in biblical theology and uh, biblical history. And at my school, and it's, it's, I honestly think student loans are actually predatory. Um, my school actually told me, these are Pell Grants, you won't have to pay for this. And then, when I um, finished school, uh, I was on the hook for 20k. Um, and when you don't pay it enough or when you don't pay it quick enough even if you're paying it every month they'll just start taking it from your taxes so i myself worked my butt off and i paid twenty thousand dollars worth of student loan debt on my own um because i figured out how to um how to use how to use my money smartly, which is something that I had to learn on my own. 
Um, and um, so technically, these kids are adults, so they should they know what the they should know what they're signing, or they should read what they're signing. Um, but second of all, the reason why the student debt is so huge, by the way, is because all these schools are getting subsidized by the government. Uh, so since they know that the money is going to be there guaranteed, they can just keep raising the raising the rates. When you look at a college like Hillsdale, who doesn't take money from the government, I can send my kid there for twenty to thirty thousand a year with food and board. And they're going to get a better education than probably Harvard. And I think the only reason why somebody needs to go to some of these uh, schools to be a doctor, um, there actually is some fairly good uh, conversation to be had about whether or not somebody actually needs to go to school to be a lawyer. Um, because there are plenty of lawyers that haven't gone to school that can pass the bar exams and didn't need schooling. But there are certain jobs, like an architect, a lot of STEM fields, research, that you need to go to college. But you don't need to go to college for, um, you know, like I said earlier, lesbian dance theory or some other garbage degree that nobody's gonna use um and on top of that if you look I, I believe my understanding and i highly recommend you look it up over the last 20 or 30 years the more people that have graduated college the less money they have made once they finish college so um i guess as far as um student debt goes you know, you signed up for it, man up, and pay it off. Don't expect the government to, to do it. Um, it sucks. Uh, it sucked for me for a long time, and Moose can attest to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I manned up, and I paid all of it. I paid all of it off. I remember him working a crappy part-time job at a, a game store just to make ends meet and try to get those bills paid off. Yeah, so um, I've done it. And anybody can do it. A lot of these kids nowadays are just they're just pussies. And they don't understand how the world works because uh, either their parents, well, partially their parents and partially the school has not raised them or, you know, taught them how to be full, how to be functioning adults. Uh, so that's, you know, that's all I got to say, I guess. That's fair. Um, real quick, I'm going to throw in my two cents on the uh, debt. allowed to, sorry, we're short on time. <laughs> Words, are <Why> not? Not. <laughs> Words are not working for me right now. Um, <laughs> as far as uh, debt goes, there are ways to go about secondary school without even having to pay a cent. Because I got my associates without paying a cent because of programs I had in high school. Um there was one that I don't know if it's uh, countrywide, but was called A plus, where if you did community service hours and did this and that, and that is Missouri only, by the way. Oh, it is Missouri only. Okay, I can't yeah. remember. And if isn't it was... that Mitzing? 
I thought it was mentoring. I think it might have been mentoring. But also at the same time, most of these kids don't realize they can go to a two-year junior college and pay for that all by themselves and then transfer to a bigger college. Yeah, and still pay off. Like, like, see, that's the thing. They're 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 passing by the the community college, which, if you go locally, is a lot more friendlier option. And then also, if you don't if you don't go out of state, college is cheaper. Just in case you all didn't know. It's cheaper to stay in state unless you go to a college that doesn't take money from the government. Yep. And that's another reason why I won't, didn't really have to pay anything out of pocket is because, uh, like you said, I started with community college and then transferred to a university, which uh, I had a backup plan thanks to my parents. With that being said, um, we're going to pass on the uh, debt issue going uh, Shinto. What is your thought process behind uh, debt? Um, do you have a similar opinion or do you think it's... What, one of the few things that has been posed to you that I have had no problems with because of my two sponsorships. Not, not sponsorships. Scholarship. I guess technically sponsorships works in this sense, but uh, scholarships, yes. I see, technically, I was sponsored by my engineering instructor, who wasn't my engineering instructor when he gave me the uh, sponsorship, and I had a scholarship from football. Okay, yeah, scholarships uh, is another way to get about schooling and whatnot, because I had a couple of scholarships that helped me also. Um, so you think, uh, are, is your opinion uh, pretty much the same along uh, John and mine's line, Shinto? And I believe mooses. Mooses. What I what I believe is that we should structure base schooling uh, to like let's say about a lot of the stuff you would learn in uh, primary education in college should be pushed back by two years. Especially that should be a high school courses instead of college courses. And then we actually have proper university thereafter. Okay. I think I follow. I think I follow. Uh, so, what... like, your baseline college algebra, uh, so on and so forth. Even, like, a high-level uh, uh, math, writing, and uh, social sciences, I think that's one of the things that is brought up in a lot of universities, should be in high school. And then proper university becomes the focus uh, where you're focused on the precise thing you're going for instead of this is actually how they do it in Europe where you have a what the hell is going on in chat uh, okay uh, sorry I got distracted by that where you're once you get out of primary education and you pick the actual branch of things you want to go into they focus on that instead of forcing you to take all these other courses that might not have a thing to do with your primary education. The, the primary, uh, what's it called? The major you had. I had like three majors, so I, I forget what that's called. But with a major in question, is not the focus until the third or fourth year, so you're no longer wanting to get into that field after the first two years. Which is, uh, I believe, is one of the reasons why people span out so much. Along with the fact of all the debt they're getting, 
they'll also they become unfocused because they've not been learning what they've wanted to learn. Yeah. So you're saying the uh, basically a GE or a, a GE associate's degree should be taught in high school, correct? Effectively. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Get all the math, science, common core out of the way in high school. Get them ready for college so that way they can focus on the more real job applications. Only focus on that. And whatever subsidiary courses that are required for that. Like, for example, uh, Calculus 4 is required for engineering. Have them go along those lines to get, like, Calc 1, Calc 2, Calc 3, and Calc 4 done, for example. I get you. I get you. So you think that would help with the debt issue? Uh, debt issue, debt. especially. Since uh, once they finish the courses in high school, and if they want to go into a higher class education, they will have a focus that they will be learning individually. Okay. Precluding the need to wander around and think about what you want to do with your life. That might have yeah. been an issue I, I ran into when I was getting my undergraduate degree. I wanted to major in art because that's one of my biggest life passions. And then I also had to balance out with something to finish off an actual general education in college, in university. So um, <clears throat> I, I was kind of torn at that time being, between picking uh, something that I really wanted to do that I'm passionate about, that I love doing and, and learning more about it, and also doing something that uh, would actually prepare me with real life skills. Uh, so I, that was that was actually my undergraduate experience in college. It was a little was a little rough to say the least, but um, I was able to kind of make it work out somehow. Okay, and uh, did you have any like? Um, why am I forgetting the word debt? Jesus, uh, webby guy, debt issues. Uh, for me, the debt uh, I did have. Uh, I was I was actually fortunate to get to get some scholarships and grants uh, from uh, for for um, I think my community college uh, was paid off for that, and some of my university had grants uh, to to kind of pay off. So and also my undergrad uh, debt was not was hardly anything. I could easily pay that off in a, a small in one fell swoop. It was when I started. It was when I took the path to to try and do a, a teaching credential that actually has, has slapped me with the biggest debt, um, and that I'm still pondering now whether that, that was that was a that was something I regret or if it's also just something that, that I really learned from because that's that was I didn't get to finish it. I think I said I didn't get to finish my teaching credential, and for reasons I think I might be tied to the general quality of the education system uh, in the United States. I felt something while I was, while I was uh, trying to work on a career in education system. So, um, but yeah, that's just my little, that's how I feel personally. And I'll eventually be able to uh, pay off all of that stuff. Okay, thank you. There's, there's also an argument to be made that the, at least in California, I think it's called the fifth year. But there's an argument to be made oh, that yeah. that's that's it's not needed, uh, and it's just a, a money scam. And I know other states do it, but um, so is that what they call the super seniors or something? Probably. I just my 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 brother and sisters are all in the California school system as well, and they just call it the fifth year. 
in order to be able to teach they had to go through a final fifth year and uh, most states probably require it but it, it's basically you going to school while also uh you substituting or being a ta and so you're basically paying them to work in order for you to get this certificate that allows you to teach and yeah. you're not even focused on a specific area like a second language or history or math or anything. Yeah, I was screwed. I had to do a lot of student teaching and I never got, none of it was uh, paid. So I was, I was bleeding all my money during that time too. And eventually I just had to stop and that's how I found myself in my current jobs. Uh, just, uh, just working now, blue collar. Okay. All right. Um, for time's sake, we're going to move on to the last question of the night. Um, okay. What should be taught in schools versus not taught in schools? So some examples are sexual education, politics, religion, um, gender identity, stuff, topics like that. And uh, I'm also going to throw in a little bit of should parents have a say with the topics? Uh, real quick. Let's actually pass it on to Shinto to start off with. I will uh, end it here because depending on time, I'll keep it short or long as needed. So Shinto, what are your thoughts on, are, is there any things you don't think should be taught in schools versus should be taught in schools? And uh, do you think parents should have a say in the topics involved? No, this might be an oddity, but... Uh... I believe that from a base level, you should teach uh, health in schools, uh, like you might have found in high school. Not necessarily the, uh, the sexual portion, where they talk about the intimates between man and woman, but more as in from a scientific perspective. Uh, but what I don't believe should be taught is anything that should be ideologically opposed or uh, politically focused uh, on a specific left or right stance. Uh, such as gender politics or uh, even like the abo uh, the abortion debate, and primarily, sorry. And you're probably also wanting to include things like critical race theory. Is that yes, correct? especially not that uh, anything, not necessarily like a bubble, but as an aversionary tactic of giving people a ingrained opinion when they are at the mo at the weakest, which is when they're children. I get you. Essentially, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Are you saying that it's like more the responsibility of the parent than the school and school should be focused on teaching what you need to be successful? Is I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, uh, an odd thing about that is I don't believe there should be an opinion uh, sorry, that parents should be forcing that stuff down their throat either. But generally, yes. Okay. Do you have? Uh, is that where you want to end off with that particular one, or do you have anything else to say? I was hoping there'd be some engagement with that, but uh, <laughs> that's it. I mean, if any of our guests or panels have anything to say to that, because for the most part, I think I agree with you, because you said uh, sexual education, keep it on health. What about physical education? Like, uh, um... I am a massive proponent of physical education. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't, 
but like that's an, that's another approach that classical uh instruction does the they focus on getting your physical attributes to being relatively similar to your uh counterparts of course uh, uh your what's it called uh your fellow students what have you your peers where people are on roughly the same level all throughout at least on the understanding of what can be done within a certain curriculum. There's a baseline is what you're trying to get at. Baseline, thank you. Baseline. Okay. Which okay. is tried in uh, our current school system, but that's not done well enough. I think I get you. So we need more emphasis on that. Yes, uh, health uh, goes along, along the lines of nutritional value, uh, so on and so forth from there. I also believe that primary education should be completed by age 16. Where the other two years uh, that you might have would be uh, individualized into that uh, umbrella of uh, the first two years of college, but in the stance of primary education. I disagree on that only for the simple fact of that um, I know for a fact that Japan does uh, a 20 year 20 year olds is their final year for high school and their college outturning rate is higher than most of the world. So I don't think it's the time that you're in school. It, it still goes back to the quality of education. Yeah, but here in America at this Our point, quality is crap. A college education is, unless it's in a STEM field, I mean, it's basically toilet paper. Yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. I know, but I'm saying, though, like, you know, if, even if we graduated at the age of 16, we're just shorting our kids two years. But, again, their culture is a lot different. Remember when the, the folks that founded this country were two years out of school or less, even. Some of them were in high school. I mean, listen, John Adams was... 22 years old and he was already a lawyer so that means he went to regular school and went to college and became a lawyer and was a farmer by the time he defended the the boston massacre now if you wanted to become a lawyer it wouldn't happen till your what late 20s at least yeah around 30 exactly on what you're so, going into so i think i think that's selling I think that's selling young folks short. I think I get that. Okay. Um, what about parents having a say on the topic, Shinto? Well, I, I've been known for being a statist. Uh, so I believe that a layer of indoctrination on a base level of free thinking should be uh standardized but like the, the properly corroborate that uh because the influences of parents can be a big issue with the development and uh, in the united states in particular it's a major issue with uh the culture of different households uh so i would not think they should have a say in what's taught Maybe the understanding of what it is, because that technically is something that people already do, uh, like the 
uh, you have a paper of curriculum that you were supposed to bring home to your parents. In a lot of high schools, as an example. I think middle school as well. So you think parents should or shouldn't have a say? In general, shouldn't. Shouldn't. So you do think it's more of a standardized by the government? Yes. Okay. I think I get that. Uh, does anybody have any uh, questions, comments regarding to uh, Shinto's perspective? I'll hold off. <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at again. No, no, no. Uh, go on I'll about just, it. Uh, I'll just, just put mine on. With... Yeah, I'll just say mine when it's my turn. Well, don't be afraid to ask questions. No. It's if for time. That's why. Oh, oh no, I'm only. I was only uh, mentioning John because he uh, he was going on and on, Damn. not to diss John or anything. But that's one of his uh, very strongest suits is he has a lot to say. And I want to make sure the guests are able to get their opinions in when they can. But um, if uh, nobody has any questions for Shinto or anything, I'll pass it on to Wibbit. Oh, okay. Uh, so, well, to answer the question, what should be taught in school versus not be? Um, well, I, I did bring it up earlier, the, the example I, I had that I learned in my Catholic school in the Philippines, I, I got to learn again before I was even 10 years old, the difference between fact and opinion. And I think those, those a certain, a simple thing like that, simple foundational uh, concept like those uh, goes a long way in, uh, in what is, uh, in what people will learn uh, in their time in school. So, um, and I got the, I get the feeling that that, that is not, really being that, that so simple thing like that that's just one example again there are many other things i might have learned in that school but that just that one kind of example might not be utilized very much or at all even in the current school systems that we have so those kinds of things those are like critical thinking uh kind of things that or let, let a person let a student uh identify uh their own individual uh, perspective on things, their 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 own individual opinion, basically their 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 feelings about something, and also the objective uh, aspect of what of what they uh, understand about the world, what is true, because they can't can't obviously change everything uh, with regardless of how they feel about it. So they have to understand their their objective uh, notions. So that's something I feel, I just remember that very, very clearly from my experience. And I feel like that something like that would be uh, uh, very useful. Um, and as, as opposed to the examples that we have, like uh, sex ed, politics, religion, those kinds of things uh, are, are best brought up when it, when they are, when the kid, when a student is already of a certain age and really starting to think about it because uh because honestly i i wasn't too aware of politics as a kid because i uh i i wasn't i would I, it was too complicated for me to think about but as people as people's minds develop they'll start to ask more questions about that so uh one maybe maybe things like sex ed politics religion uh once 
kids are really of the age, like maybe starting middle school or even already into high school, they will start talking more about that. That may be an appropriate time to bring in those topics because those are higher level thinking uh, topics that that uh, kids will have to be working with. So, um, and it's not going to be the same for everyone. Some people, some kids might ask it, might might talk about those things sooner. But in general, definitely not in like an elementary school age would I would I be seeing uh that would i want kids to learn about politics religion or sex ed i mean i, I was when i was uh when i was uh substitute teaching in second grade uh it, it was in the like after an election year I, I i heard a second grade kid just say something like like f trump something like that uh and that's obviously something that they might not truly understand and when they start when they start getting that going they might not have the most uh the most well-established uh view of what to think about those are probably those are very complex issues to talk about and i haven't even talked about religion i also actually taught religion when i did actually i don't think i mentioned you guys in addition to working in public schools i did also work at a catholic school here where i live in the u.s um and it's actually a nice experience i got to have um i did get to teach religion and also technology in the in that catholic school and i was teaching it to middle school kids they learned i was teaching the some aspects of religion to them that would have been more um that would have been more complicated for the younger kids and i understood that they that they are starting to mature and that i understand they start to ask questions as they get older that's when it's probably appropriate to introduce more higher level thinking that's what i would think and also as to answer whether Parents should be um, should have a say in those topics. Uh, I would say somewhat yes. And another another thing I can also segue is I I believe that um, it is okay to have homework because when you have homework when you when the when the student has homework that they are able to bring home with them that gives the parents a chance to see what they are uh, what they might be working on uh, and possibly even help if if they're able to. So in a way, that's one small advantage of giving homework to us to us to give an idea of what they're working on. Uh, that way, the parent if that way a parent is able to see what they are, uh, what their child is also learning. Um, I, 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 at least that's what I feel because um, I was lucky. My parents helped help me out with homework. So, uh, I mean, my mom would help me out with homework uh, when I when I had some as a kid. But uh, I think for the most part, it's a very layered bunch of questions that we're, that we're addressing here. There's, very, there's many layers to it, like, like onions or ogres. You, you can't, it's not just a simple black and white. You have to take it in, in certain steps and because, kid, because kids will mature at certain, at certain rates and there will be different times when it's appropriate to bring in topics like those uh, listed. All right. I think that's that. yeah. I think that's all I have to really say uh, for for that. Did you think, uh, or do you think parents should have a say in what the curriculum is? Uh, to some extent, yes. And like I said, I think it's that's also why it might be good for uh, students to have homework and have a chance that the parents may have a chance to see what's being worked on, and if there's some, if they maybe find something questionable in the in the homework uh then they can maybe they can bring their 
they can bring their concerns up to um, the school board or something. Uh, I think I think there should be there should be an open discussion because the the parents I think the parents deserve to know a little bit what their what the kids are learning, uh, and to also be able to know that they can trust uh, whoever is teaching them. Um, but at the same time, I think. Uh, yeah, I I, th I still think it's it's good that the parents do know and can have a say, uh, at least uh, have a say in what in what they think of some of the material. Um, how I would go against that? Uh, do you think the uh, the the average American, since we're speaking in the in the court of America in general, mm -hmm. do you think they're competent enough to understand what the children actually need to learn on the general scheme well that's that's the that's also part of the issue because i think that if a parent really understands their themselves as an individual and also their child if they understand uh, if they understand that aspect to it they will be able to get more involved to it but if they if they don't well i mean there's not much i can really say about that it's really the parents that uh that understand that much about it that know themselves that know their their children and sadly there are gonna be parents that are just downright horrible and um or stupid yeah basically that um but what about the teachers that are teaching children things that parents don't want them to know or and and i'm not talking about like slavery or stuff like that i'm talking about concepts about uh, LGBTQ or masturbation. Uh, what about the things that teachers are hiding from parents? And we saw a lot of this happen during COVID when kids had to do uh, school on the internet and parents were watching what was being taught and mortified by what was being taught versus what should have been taught. Well, that goes. That kind of also goes to my addressing the third question. Uh, what should be it? It you know that kind of stuff. If if it's like uh, sex ed at an elementary school level, it's not appropriate. That it needs to be addressed in an appropriate age. If the kind of subject matter that they are dealing with, and because of uh, like you said, as of what happened in COVID, we got some transparency to be able to find out what's going on behind some of those closed doors. Uh, now the parents are able to get a chance to to see what what's going on in the classroom, and now they can actually also say something. So um, again, it still goes to my to my point. There are layers to all this, and you have yeah. If if um, if it's a subject matter that is really not relevant, are the kid are elementary school kids going to be learning about uh, the sex head right then there? Most likely not. So save that for when they are uh, when they're old enough to really address the the issue and start because they will start talking about it eventually someday. But it shouldn't be that early. Um, and I, I also say this from experience when I taught religion to middle school kids. Uh, up until then, uh, and then again, this is just this is mostly religion that we were we were talking about in the subject matter. And, and that was in a private school setting, correct? Yeah, that was a Catholic a school here in the yeah. U.S. Yeah, I I did get to do a little bit of that, and uh, 
up until then, the students in this Catholic school that I got to work at for a short while, uh, they they had a slightly more, I guess, romanticized view of the events that transpired in the Bible. And once they were now they were older, I got we we got to kind of actually use the scripture and get a little more how do you say down to the nitty gritty, a bit more grounded in reality of what was going on as more see it not so much as a as a story, but also as a rec record of history that had transpired in those all those years ago, all those millennia ago. Um, and that gave them a different perspective as well and how to view their faith. Now that that again, that said, that's that is uh, all on the topic of religion, and that's that is mostly uh, that is mostly uh, reserved. It's not for, allowed to be taught in public schools. Yeah, but uh, it still it still goes to my point where the the students were mature enough to understand and start to question things and ask for ask for more answers, more information because they are they are actually getting into that maturity level. They are able. They are able to do that now. So what because, about the so what about the young students that are being taught that communism or socialism is good, or how to go out and be a student activist in elementary or junior high? Well, are, are, if they're being taught that say communism or socialism are good, that's like, not like a teacher in in Sacramento who just got busted. Yes, for I'm for. Having a communist flag for having a Che, yeah, flag nope. and and for teaching it and giving grades based on students going out to protests. Yeah, see, those are the kinds of things where again I bring back my example where I learned the difference between fact and opinion. Uh, if you're teaching, if you're teaching students that this certain movement, that this certain side, is actually and and it's it'll be hard to tell, but if you if if you are if you're Teaching this side is slightly better, or 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 maybe even worse. There's a there's a tilt towards one side. That is um, that is leaning outside of objectivity, and yeah, so but... that is not going to be that's going to become that's going to become a teacher making making activists out of their students, which is not what a teacher does. Right, but this is happening all over California. Now, it might not have happened during the time that, that you teach. This is happening all over. Um, this isn't just a Loudoun County issue and then a few random spots in, like, California. This is this is happening everywhere. This is happening in places like Utah, where you would never imagine that it's happening. This is... And this this that, is part for the course in public schools right now. Yeah, and this is also and this is why I think it's it's um, it may be necessary to have the parents uh, get involved and have a say in what is going on in their in their child's uh, learning environment, because at the end of the day, and it's it may be a little bit dangerous for me to put it this way. At the end of the day, it's going to be the the people, the parent in this case, the parents. The people will have to decide: is this going to be what they want, or will they actually put their foot down? And sadly, not maybe not everyone will. Um, and I can't speak too much on it because I'm not I myself am not a parent, so I can't do I can only do so much. But I have but because I've worked in the in the school environment, um, I, I I do have to give a lot of the I do want to give a lot of power to the parents as well. I want them to have a say. And, and hopefully, if they really feel strongly about it, they will be able to make a um, 
make a change if the, if this is really what if this is really something they don't want to be seeing. Well, and again, I'm just playing devil's advocate, but um, mm -hmm. we the people are the one that pay teacher salaries. So mm -hmm. isn't it our right to dictate what gets taught in schools? That's a slippery slope. Why that is, is, a Why is that a slippery because, slope? Uh, my, my, money, my money is going to pay their salaries, even if I don't have a child in school. So, yes, I have every right to dictate what's being taught in schools as a taxpayer. So do you. I think an so does everybody. No, not to an, to an extent. extent. Uh, ah. let, let me finish, please. Would you mind? Let me finish. Yeah, let, go ahead, Shin. Uh, to an extent, it's... Uh, because the slippery slope here is not just uh, what might be taught or what you might try to push on them. That's not necessarily what you're speaking about. It is more as in accordance with the, uh, that, that's very populist, very populist thinking, which is, is good and wrong? bad in a certain way. Uh, the, uh, that would mean that some stuff might be standardized in some areas and not standardized in other. Like, for example, in Kentucky, you might standardize, uh, let's say, party training, but in California, you wouldn't. Right, but the, those people in, the, in those states have decided that that's more important. What, why is that wrong? Because it means that it's an uneven playing field as far as education across the country. But because that's, people but are people prioritizing made, the a certain topic. The, right, but the people have made the choice. That, that, that people's money in those counties have chosen to... Uh, prioritize those things not saying again not not saying that that's a smart thing to do just saying that as a voter and as taxpayer that's their right to make those decisions well see that that's where the generalized education consensus usually comes into play as it's supposed to be a generalized consensus of education based across the 50 united states that is all even and we all know it's not even though but yeah. all 50 states are supposed to be experiments. They're not supposed to be alike. They're supposed to be individual democracies. And the federal government's supposed to let the states run as they see fit. Yes, but the education is federally run, technically, so guess what? The federal government still kind of controls the whole what gets learned and what doesn't. And states. since the federal government's taken over the education, it's gone down. Oh, yeah, by far. Mm. There's no real measure of that. Uh, There's, there, there is plenty of measure to be found. Core. Enough said. Common Core alone has, <laughs> has literally nosedived education compared to the rest of the world. Texas also teaches Common Core as well. And that's, uh, not, they do not have federally run schools. It's all state run. Texas also goes over and above Common Core. Most places do, unless you're in like Austin or Dallas or San Antonio, but outside of those areas. I do remember working um, when I was still um, doing my teaching credential program. We were getting into the Common Core curriculums at, at that time. Um, but again, because it's been a few years already since, since I've been there, I've mostly forgotten what, what I really saw in the curriculum. But I think I might still have some of my, my old files with me. I mean, I might, I might go ahead and take a look at them again to, to, to um. I could literally give you the rundown of it right now. Also, real quick, sorry, uh, I, Texas, I think, is the only state that requires a state history in their elementary, junior high, and high school educations. 
Go ahead and give us the rundown, Moose. Uh, basic common core is you divide or you separate the ones, tens, and hundreds. So say you've got like twelve plus twenty-seven, just random numbers at this point, right? So what they're making the kids do is you separate the ones and tens in this subject. So, oh, okay. So the first number has one ten and two ones. And then you're supposed to do it for the second number. And then you combine the two and then you combine the final result. So there's like eight steps for something that takes somebody like me go 27 plus 12 is 39. Okay, yeah, that sounds like what I, what I had been working with when I was still in that program. And my fear is, is I know that with that basic structure, and that's just for addition, you know that it's going to get more complicated for multiplication and division at that point. So yeah. that, that's where at least the, the mathematical core teachings are completely absurd. I did feel when I was when I was in that program, um, like I, a that what there the was something. Moment. Pardon the language, I, I, but I did feel that as well, and uh, it, it felt like it was there was something off, something wrong. And again, that was like four or five years ago, and I still wasn't quite so sure as I am now. Again, I've only really come to my come to my uh, my full understanding in the past couple of years looking back oh. at it but at the time four or five years ago um, I, all I felt was this this weird hunch in my in my in my this gut feeling that something was off and I think I'm seeing now my feelings back then were valid and it's playing out uh, I just couldn't find a way to describe it but I think you guys are also describing exactly what I felt well yeah it's a per, a per uh, what is the right word a permeated change something that's supposed to make it easier for everyone across the board uh, watered down over... like watered yeah, down much. Yeah. yeah that's how i felt that's how i feel too it felt watered and down it's like it's taking something simple and making it so simple to a point where people that can't do simple like that will struggle with it like, uh, I know for a fact that, that when I had to learn that stuff to help my daughter with her math, it took me three days to figure that out. Mind you, I graduated nine weeks early from high school because I did three and a half years of math in a year and a half. I never learned Common Core, especially in my early years, because I didn't understand human speech till around the age of eight. Well, no, it, the Common Core, Common Core is, it's still pretty new too, is the problem. And it's just the the structure the it it's honestly it's just stupid i oh. i yeah i think okay. I, I don't even know, know if i had it when i was in school cuz i gra again i graduated high school in 2008 that was, oh, was 2010 is when it was introduced okay. okay i was okay. 2008 as well oh, oh nice moves for about the same so then yeah. then it must have been passed sometime between 2006 2007 by the bush administration yeah or just past that well, it, it probably was a bill during the Bush administration, and it took a few years to even be put yeah, on the right. docket for the Senate and Congress. No, no, uh, I believe yeah. Bush signed it, and then Obama and his administration got to administer Common Core. Because it does take a few years for the states and whatnot, and, get, and then also they had to rewrite books. So, Shinto, I think you're right. I believe it was signed by Bush, because you said that earlier. You just like we talked about, it wasn't implemented until Obama. 
Okay. Um, real quick, let's uh, hit moose on the topic, going back to the, the question. Once again, I didn't want to interrupt the conversation because it was a pretty good conversation there. Um, what do you think, Moose, that should be taught in schools versus not taught in schools, and should parents have a say on the topic? I think the okay. I'm going to address the whole parents thing first, just to get it out of the way. Go for I it. do think parents should be more involved in what the schools teach. I don't think they should just follow the grand consensus like they do already, because obviously it's not working. I mean, uh, if if the if the if the parents were more involved in the school system's educational priorities, then the core system would never have made it into circulation. That simple. Because parents would have gotten it, they would have seen it and gone, what the F is this stuff? Why are they changing the entire mathematics and learning system when it already works? So that that's that's the whole parents being integrated with the whole thing and then now going on to what should be taught versus what shouldn't be taught i mean i believe that yeah like you guys addressed earlier the whole classical teaching should be more introduced into schools so that way our students and our children and our generations ahead of us will be more properly educated for the future and then along with the whole sexual education i do believe that they should still keep that in school sexual education and then with the whole gender thing, I'm not exactly against it, but I think it's another age-oriented thing. Like, it should not be yeah. just thrown right in there at the age of seven. Yeah, that's too um, young. I mean, like, when I have to do the paperwork... as young as kindergarten. Yeah. Well, yeah, well I don't know. My daughter's two, and she's got... Or, uh, not two, but second grade. <laughs> and she, uh, she's already got the paperwork. It's only two years difference. So they might have had it on the paperwork this year for kindergarten. I don't know. I didn't check it. But the fact the fact being is like that's too young to introduce it to not only their lives but the educational priorities of the school. The the school districts nowadays are too busy trying to please everybody around them that they're not looking at how it's affecting the educational uh quality of the sounds, students sounds more Is like that? they're trying to please a certain a, a much smaller uh population than they think but uh they it's just maybe like a vocal minority or something and they feel that 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 pleasing that particular group uh represents the rest of them i don't know that's what i feel sometimes yeah, no, and uh, that's the biggest problem is they are trying to focus on the little groups trying to make them like look like they should be into that kind of situation and I don't agree on it like the the thing is like like I remember in school they taught sexual education when I was in 6th grade mm -hmm. now was I too young for it possibly yes um but they didn't go into big detail they pretty much went to the whole you know hormones changing puberty's coming things will be changing about you blah 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 and that oh, they was were fine. Depth then, because they were pretty in depth when I went to it in fifth grade. Yeah, well, I don't yeah, know what the educational like or the age difference between you and I, uh, Reaper, at this point. Um, uh, three years. Yeah, I'm 32. You're 29. 28. Technically. 28. Okay, I so four years. 
Okay, so, so I started early, so technically three years. I was 2013 when I graduated. Okay. I was I was also in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, so it's changed since then. It literally has changed in that time frame. Now, was it a good idea to teach me that kind of stuff at that age? God no. I mean, I got in a lot of trouble with that knowledge, and trust me, it was not the greatest idea for me to know those kind of things. Yeah, the amount of teen pregnancies I saw throughout early, uh, late elementary school to uh, early high school was probably yeah. around 100, 120. Like, I remember, I remember my first one was in sixth grade, my second course was in eighth grade, and the eighth grade one was a lot more in-depth than it was actually teaching you about safety and everything. Like, my parents never signed off on that. Now, would I be mad about them learning that stuff when my daughter's 13, 14 years old? No. I believe that that kind of stuff should be taught to her, like, you know, at least the safety principles of it all. Um, but I would like to know the curriculum about what they're teaching at that point, at that age, because there is a line you don't cross. You don't yeah. teach your kids about certain things at that age because, one, it can ruin a lot of things. And unfortunately, I, I'm one of the victims of that. Uh, so uh, that's a story for a different time. That's an off-the-mic story at that point. Um, there's, a, there's a line between... There's a fine line, I think, between actual objective instruction and, and, a, and a slightly... Um, but a tilted or skewed uh, advocacy towards a certain side, and I feel like that's uh, that's a line that does get crossed, that is getting crossed now with some of these issues we're talking about. It's a fine line, I feel. That's the problem, though, is it? It's such a fine line that it's almost non-existent half the time. Like you can see it, we can see it because we're that generation that sees those kind of things because we've literally watched it change into what it is now. But the generations. Also, sorry to interrupt, but I also think uh, people were trying to experiment with the line saying, what would happen if we made it earlier? I don't know if uh, other people had that same feeling, but. Why didn't they use a control group if they're, instead of playing for the whole population? You were. They did? You are acting as a uh, control group. The entire population is a, is a control group. Doesn't that go against the whole premise of a control group? No. They don't care. Uh, the, the more targets, the more uh, quote-unquote patients you have that go along with a trial, the more info you can gather. Um, well, there's, it's, it sounds more like an uncontrolled group. Uh, the control group is the AIDS category. Which is going to have a menagerie of different personalities, different people, different uh, perspectives, even as children. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not in agreement with it. Just to clarify, but I, yeah. I get what they might consider a control group. I can see yeah. that. Uh, sorry to have interrupted you, Moose. Do you have anything else that you would like to share? Uh, my brain train crashed after that, honestly. <laughs> so I'm kind of. Uh lost on it um yeah it's no, late for you i know to, to, to sum it up though real quick is i just think that there are things that should be taught at certain ages and because of some things like that i do think parents should be addressed before they are taught or at least informed when they are taught it because that way we can control the situations and judge for 
possible questions that will arise because kids ask questions. And um, I also want to weigh in as someone who has been a teacher in certain aspects of this. Uh, I've since I've dealt with some students who 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 would ask a lot of questions and are very interested in some, certain topics that might even be a little beyond their, uh, beyond what they should be learning. Like when one of them asks uh, uh, asks me a question, what's this and what's that? Um, I, I some if it's if I feel like it's uh, beyond their beyond their um, their age level or grade level of of uh, learning right now, I just tell them honestly. Um, maybe this will be something you'll find out in a year or two, uh, in a year or two time. I, because um, it, it made me think about it now, but um, I, I also was, I would also honestly divulge them. Uh, I'm not, honestly, they're not the person that that might be able to give you those answers or uh, in right now. And I'll just, I just honestly, as, a, as the instructor that I was at the time, just tell them that uh, you may learn about this in the near future. So I mean, I feel like, I feel like, um, like if you do that, it, it's you're, you you um, you don't have to be pushing so many things onto kids just because they're asking for something. Um, let them know they'll get it eventually. I feel that's what I that's what I felt when I tried when I when I answered your questions in those ways. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, in that case, uh, we're gonna pass it on to John. Uh, what are your thoughts on the question at hand? Well, um, I kind of went through a little bit of that with an earlier exchange, but uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'm a dirty populist. I believe that parents have every right to know what their children are being taught, and uh, I believe, I mean, my money goes to these teachers. Um, I don't want my kids or anybody else's kids um, turning out to be like somebody from idiocracy because <laughs> that's kind of like the road that it's going down. Um, and that's that's honestly how I feel. Uh, I don't believe in, in a federally run education system because I don't believe that the federal government knows what's best for me. Um, each state has different counties that have different needs and the folks there are all different. Let them decide. Um, if there has to be a baseline, then a classical education is that. The interesting thing was, is without a Department of Education, all the way up until the 1930s, every state taught a classical education. Um, so, I would, go ahead. I was going to add a, one thing on that, too. Um, and if you look at the classical education of the times, too. Um, Around the 1940s, 1950s, you did notice that a lot of firearm-based crimes escalated exponentially. Um, because... there, was, there were changes in the education, removing the Bible, although that was probably later. Um, yeah, but a lot like of that. schools... Um... Remember, too, when they taught the Bible in a classical educational setting, it it wasn't to teach about Jesus or anything like that. It was strictly... A, a historical philosophical document uh, versus what you would like what you would find in Sunday school. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I understand that, but what I'm trying to go with is uh, like the whole the, the whole firearms and everything. A lot of schools in the 1930s, 1940s 
still had the local sheriffs come down and teach basic firearm safety. That got removed. There was once the whole federal government changed everything and added the whole in school situation that they have now. I mean, it was still fairly common in the 70s and 80s to have students with guns in the back of their pickup trucks. Depending yes. On, depending on what state you lived in, but still yes, it was. Small towns. I, I mean, I believe I believe Wyoming still teaches firearm safety to elementary and junior high students. Uh, and... The two schools I went to in Missouri for high school education, uh, just walking outside, you could, could see a rifle in the back of uh, anyone's pickup truck. That's awesome. Oh, I agree on that. But um, going back to the point um, is that ever since that that's pretty much been phased out of school educational purposes like it's not allowed period yeah, but but that was i i guess you would say that would be part of like physical education to a degree cuz the kids were getting outside um well not uh, even that like not because 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 most countries even you know even at that time didn't have guns the way that we do yes uh, i do agree and you probably wouldn't see that kind of. Sorry, Shinto. I, I I promise I'm not meaning to cut you off. You probably you probably wouldn't see that in a lot of places, say like Los Angeles or New York City, where you would see that in maybe Buffalo or Rochester. You know what I mean? Like specific. Yeah, yeah. Like the larger the city, the less of a, a chance of something like that. But even back when the cities weren't as large, they still taught that kind of education in the schools. Even if it was a local Absolutely. sheriff coming down and just giving the basic instructions on firearm safety, it still existed. Yeah, and, that's fair. And honestly, something like that would change a lot of big problems that we currently have with firearms in schools specifically. Well, that's just a basic understanding of, of firearms. Exactly, though. Which, but uh, giving which the education, by the way, guys... We talked about in the last episode of the podcast, just so yeah, you know. Been, you, good you guys. Yeah, I know. I'm just uh, throwing it as a uh, educational marker. Like they, they stopped it, and that's one reason why I feel like the the crime rate, especially with school shootings and other things, have gone up. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think it has more to do with uh, single parents, single single uh, child parents than. Um, I mean, obviously, I think understanding how to use and operate a gun is one thing, but um, single parenthood, uh, not only just in the, um, well, just in all the, all the communities, white, black, brown, purple, doesn't matter, um, has gone up exponentially since the 60s. So I, I think there, there's been no father figures to, uh, to be there. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, sorry, anyways, sorry. W yeah, with that being said, um, as far as the schools teaching about sex education, um, I, I agree with Shinto, unless I misheard you, um, understanding in a scientific understanding of the reproductive system, I'm fine with, uh, as far as sex goes and LGBTQ, that kind of stuff, that that should be up to the parents and not up to a teacher who gets to decide those kinds of things. Um, because at I, this point, I don't, I don't trust a public school to teach my children correct 
sex education when i see stuff and uh moose I, I even sent you an article you've got schools in new york that are are teaching first graders about masturbation i just i ain't gonna do yeah it. that that's too extreme like that that that's what but i that's, mean like we, the parents should be more involved but that's in happening the curriculum a lot more. at that point but the parents aren't even getting the chance to opt their children out of that because they're not even being told it's happening yeah that's what I'm no, telling you. That. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I know some people are completely unaware of this. Well, um, I only, like I said, I only had a feeling of some of the things that were going on, and just some of these, uh, some of these examples that we brought up just confirmed those. And then, so. by the way, just just as a random aside, mm -hmm. I would actually rather send my kid to a Catholic church than a public school, because the percentage of my child being sexually abused in a catholic church is actually lower than sending my school my sending my child to a public school by about 300 percent i think uh yearly it's like 29 over like 227 yeah it's um far more children get sexually abused now in public schools than they do in a catholic a Catholic church or Catholic school setting. Uh, hey, if it's a Filipino Catholic school or church, that's probably the best kind, actually. And no? I see what I, I see you guys <laughs> talking in there, and I agree, I agree. But at the same time, that's very scary if you think about that. Most Moose and I are the only ones that have kids, so that actually bites a little bit differently. Yeah, especially because in the '90s, early aughts. Uh, especially with Spotlight from Boston, how they spot, you know, how they focused on the uh, the however thirty years of of Catholic priest abuse, and then yeah. knowing that children are actually more likely to be abused in a public school setting by two hundred and twenty seven percent. So uh, something I did want to bring up earlier uh, for context for the viewers. And I, maybe for you guys, in the 1940s and 1950s, uh, there was a large increase in militancy that actually branched off into the 60s and 70s, which kind of forced this uh, change to the base curriculum of the education system. Uh, especially, like, especially with the communist scare, teaching everyone how to shoot became less adequate because that teaches commies how to, quote-unquote, uh, fight back that that was a big thing yeah but but um marx also said by the way not to give up your guns and he was a yes. socialist and a communist so i, I, I to bring that up as like context it, it, it's definitely interesting i I'll send me uh, can you can you send me stuff just there what you found i would like to read that just because that would be fun anyways that's all i have to say i'm sorry then no problem. Uh, my stance on the topic, you all pretty much covered it. <laughs> oh, that, um, at least man, man, Tom, your, this is my, my, the one thing that I really wish we had uh, gone over a little more was School of Choice. Um, I'm not going to go too in-depth, but I think that's part of the way that the parents choose what their students learn or like what's in the curriculum yeah. is through School of Choice. 
There's but, still a problem with that, though. Oh, yeah, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. And that's definitely a conversation that I want to hit up on in future episodes of the podcast. And I can almost I guess guarantee... we're having a part two one day. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. We Every topic. A lot longer. Every topic of this first season has been very broad, and we can go on for hours and hours and hours and hours. But with that being oh. said, I do think that it's about time that we start wrapping up uh, this episode here. So uh, with that, let's remind everyone where they can follow us. Guests, where can the viewers follow you? Let's start with Reaper. Uh, Shinto Reaper is the name on... I'm used to calling you Reaper. (laughs) Yes, I know. Uh, (laughs) uh, So just to clarify, I don't think you brought this up earlier. So you can find me on Twitch at Shinto underscore Reaper. I also have a secondary channel I plan on doing at some point for name Scrub, S-C-R-U-H-P. And going over to you with it. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, you can find me. Uh, the longest running uh, social media platform I had was probably my YouTube. Uh, I also go by Wibbit Guy on that. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitch TV uh, slash um, Wibbit Guy. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Wibbit Guy. Uh, that's where I do my streaming of video games and also some art. Um, I try to keep most of my social media platforms the same name so if you search me just with a guy whether or not you put one word or two uh you might be able to find me on some of those others i'd also do have some discord groups as well and uh, i've got my gilded up and running and hoping to have more social media platforms but for now you can find me on twitch and youtube on as oh. guy. also with guy is making his own comic he's not selling that but he should be promoting that uh, yeah, I, sh- I I need to get down to it. I I mentioned I have some issues with the resources I'm getting because uh, some bit some uh, places I've been working with have run out of business, so I have to find new ones. I have, always fun. I, yeah, uh, but I am working on it. I can always show it to you guys on stream. If you ever find me on art stream on Twitch, uh, I'll try to do this as often as I can. But yeah, that would be nice. Thank you, Wibbit and Moose. All right, you can catch me at uh, my link tree is unholy underscore moose. It covers all my social sites that you can contact me at. If you guys want to chat, just join my Discord or anything like that. We'll talk and uh, we'll send it over to uh, John. Yep, I'm sophomore John, spelled incorrectly as S O P H O. Let me let me start that over again. S O P H. Holy mother of Mary, S-O-P-H-M. what is wrong with me? S O P H M O R E J O H N. Sophomore John at Twitch, YouTube, and Rumble. And I'm also at Gilded. And uh, yep, that's about all I got for me. Thank you. And as for me, uh, it's a late night, everybody. It's a late night. I think we're all feeling it. Uh, as yep. for me, I am Ventor and can be found on most alternative platforms under the name Vent Tornado. That includes, but not limited to, Minds, Gab, YouTube, and Rumble. For Twitch, just slap on a one at the end and you'll find me there. V-E-N-T-O-R-N-A-D-O, the number one. Thank you to everyone who tuned in and a special thank you to our guests. We are out.